Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Boom. Boom indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by the voice of SCPW professional commentator, Tax Williams. Hello, everybody. How you doing, mate? I'm very well. How are you? Excellent. Wonderful merch, by the way. Oh, yeah. Pick yourself some Tax Williams merch. <laughs> uh, still available from SBW shows. Nobody has been buying them recently, but that's because they've been in the back of my car. I've not put them on the merch stand. <laughs> Dude, we could get a little shop set up one day and, like, you know, you sell them on there and stuff. It'd be yeah, fine. I, I don't want to pay the money to have a pro wrestling tea store, and I don't have enough followers to get one for yeah, free. Sounds good, mate. <laughs> I just check all the cameras and stuff are working this week. Yeah, they look alright to me. We look a little dark, but fuck it. If the stream looks too dark, we haven't mentioned the chats. We've got the chat up today. I'm not going to monitor it a great deal, but we will a little bit. So, yeah, tell us how it looks. If it looks shit, tell us so we can fix it. <laughs> That'd be great. The stream, not how we look. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not changing how I am for anyone. We're <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. bedraggled parents. <laughs> uh, Mike's working. Yeah, good, good, good. Right, so this week we are doing the WWE's Royal Rumble 2019. And I'll give you a bit of that taster in the entrance music today as well. I love a Royal Rumble. It's usually my favorite pay-per-view of the year. It's one of the two events I now stay up and watch live. Cool, cool, awesome. But didn't anticipate this one now being a five-hour show plus two-hour pre-show. It was a lot. I've, I've watched it live once, yep. and then I watched it kind of skipping through bits a second time, like adding to my notes and stuff. Uh, and so it, I feel like I've spent a couple of days watching WWE's Royal Rumble show yeah. now. I mean, if you think about it, it's a day at work. Yeah. It's seven it's a hours. a long shift. Where, and, you know, I know you can pause it and you can have lunch slash snacks, but when you're trying to drop weight, eating snacks and trying to stake it weight during the Rumble was difficult with a bowl of Weetabix. I was like, this isn't like bags of sweets and minstrels. I had this moment at about 2 a.m. when I was a bit like, oh, I've got no caffeine in the house, <laughs> <laughs> like in any way, shape or form. And so I, it was a proper struggle. Like when I remember the Dragon and AJ match, I started to lag a little bit around yeah. there. As I getting through to the end of the men's rumble, I was like, must stay awake, must stay awake. <laughs> we got there eventually. Um, let's quickly talk about the NXT TakeOver show yeah, before. Okay. So we're in NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Um, the dude, I don't know if you watched, did you watch the whole thing? Uh, no, I've only watched two matches of TakeOver and highlights no the rest. So uh, Mara Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, Percy Watson on commentary. Uh, my favorite commentary team in WWE. I think they're absolutely brilliant. Yep. Um, we get kind of a cool Viking entrance for the War Raiders. Don't know if you saw this. Yeah, I've seen the entrance. It's again, it's a case of, right, well, we haven't done anything with War Raiders yet. Let's give them a decent entrance to yeah. put them over. It got a bit cringy towards the end. because very, very slapstick, wasn't it? Yeah, it lasted a bit too long. There wasn't quite enough coordination, but, you know, it was. it's nice to see them doing something with them at least. Yeah. So uh, War Raiders beat the Undisputed Era of uh, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly to become new tag champs, I seem to remember. Yes, good. I didn't write that down. (laughs) There we go. So uh, War Raiders hit their top rope leg drop back drop combination thing. It's insane. I don't know. Especially with the big boys doing that. Yeah, yeah. My favorite match of the night, probably. Yeah, I, well, I, I my, re- my, my two with the Gargano and the Champa matches. So. Okay, it's fine, it's fine. It's cool. Uh, wait, that's, uh, oh, yeah, the last two different. I'm so used to them two wrestling against yeah. each other. I was like, oh, they're <laughs> So, uh, Matt Riddle defeat Cassius Ono, which was an okay match. Uh, bro versus, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, bro. I know you're a massive Matt Riddle fan. <laughs> so. uh, Velveteen announced as being part of this World Collide Battle Royal thing, which is something I don't know what that is. It's a World Collide tournament which was held at Access over the Rumble weekend, which was uh, NXT UK versus 205 Live versus NXT. Oh, because I mean, as soon as they announced this, I was like, oh, is he not in the Rumble then? Because... No, he he was basically it's Velveteen, dude. Triple H said after the NXT thing when he did his Facebook sort of conference call afterwards, like, yeah. 
no one seems to care that Adam Cole wasn't on this show. Yeah. It's just, they've got five matches. They've now got three belts to defend. They still want to put over Matt Riddle and A, another match. Uh, Velveteen not being on this card, I assumed that would be him in the Rumble, but apparently not. I think it's just to keep him strong. And also, he wrestled all weekend in the um, World's Collide tournament. Oh, okay, cool. Fair enough. Which um, Which is broadcast? It's going to be shown on the network. Okay. Um, I would have loved to have seen both Cole and Velveteen maybe make the Rumble. Doesn't necessarily mean they need to be main roster, but you know, I would like to see them get some sort of push on this. But they weekend. still got involved at the end after the main event, setting up halftime heat, Minimally. which I think is a, which I still think is a bigger deal than NXT Takeover. What the halftime heat thing? That they're they're hedging their bets on that. Yeah, I think that would be good. So it's a halftime at the Super Bowl they're going to put on the show, yeah. like they did with Foley and, and Rock in the empty arena match. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was awesome back in the day. I used to love that shit. So we had the North American Championship match of Johnny Gargano beating Ricochet to become the new champ. Um... It was kind of, it was a good match, really, really good match. Uh, I'm trying to think what to say about it. Um, it basically, everyone, the chatter online seems to be like, "Oh, this is Johnny Gargano's coming out party." So, but this is just classic Johnny Gargano. But at least being a bit of a heel, he's got a bit of character to him. Yeah, but it's completely screwed over his wife being in there. We're this fun, yeah. loving, happy couple. Oh, I'm being a dick now. I like the way she came do? out of the end and was like, oh, no, you're not going to go with Champer and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, I quite like that storytelling. But again, it's a weird dynamic. I don't know how they're going to do it. But it's, it's interesting storytelling, I guess. Yeah. Um, the match is okay. There's lots of doing moves for the sake of doing moves almost. Hello, Ricochet. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm a big Ricochet fan. But with against Gargano especially, it felt like they were just like, how much crap can we squeeze in? Yeah. Which is fair enough, but like, know your place on the card. There's still a couple of matches to go. We've got a whole night of Royal Rumble, you know? Well, this is what we've said on previous pods about NXT. This is indie wrestling with a bigger audience. Yeah. So everyone's just going to, it's going to be quite spot festy. And with Ricochet, who is getting better at storytelling as well, and he's fantastic in the ring, but yeah. Ricochet's never going to be a case of, you know what we're going to do in this match? Armbar. <laughs> I'd like to see him do a technical match like that and see what he can come out with. And It'd be, still be outstanding. I think he would be, be good, but <laughs> I don't think he's going to do it. So, I mean, Ricochet's selling in this match is very neck-breaky. It's a bit scary. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried a little bit. Yeah, Lots he, of falling on his neck. He's put. He's basically going for the whole, right, I really need to put on a show I will do anything. It's like when Ziggler went like bump crazy about six, seven years ago and everyone's like, wow, he's taking all these insane bumps. And then they yeah. gave him the bell. I just think Ricochet is doing a little bit too much. Yeah, very much so. So slingshot DDT by Gargano for the one, two, three and new champ. Interesting. See what they'll do with it. Uh, the NXT Women's Championship match next of Shayna Baszler retaining her belt against Bianca Belair. Um, I thought this was going to be better than it actually was. Uh, Bianca Belair got over quite strong, but it, it died a little bit in the middle. And, and the story was really, really good with the plucky underdog against this kind of vicious heel. Yeah. But um, it just didn't really go anywhere for me. And uh, I think this is beginning of Bianca Belair realizing how she's amazingly talented and has all the potential in the world, but needs that little extra something if she's going to be on these big cards and how to tell stories and everything else, you know? Yeah, and I think this again comes in with what we said about Dream not being on this card. Dream is outstanding and he is a star. Yeah. But if we push him too fast, he'll get it all... I mean, he's only 23. If he does everything by the time he's 25, what's the point? He'll yeah, be I done. agree with that, yeah. So the same thing with Bianca Belair. Obviously, the crowd were livid when she didn't win the belt. It's like, it's her first title shot. They, they were timidly livid. Well, <laughs> you know, it was, it was classic indie fan of trying to crap all over everything. It's a case of Shayna Baszler is a tough heel. She's yeah, not going to yeah. lose to someone on the first attempt. Oh, I absolutely agree. This is uh, Bella's first loss, isn't it? I think so. I think uh, it's her first loss in NXT. Certainly yeah. since like May Young Classic and she came in and sort of was a, 
like Lacey Evans was, it's a case of, oh, she's a female wrestler. She's coming. Oh, great outing. But yeah. yeah, since she's been an established character, yeah, she's been undefeated. Uh, I, think. I, I think I should highlight at this point. I don't really watch WWE. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I watch some NXT. I watch most of the pay-per-views for WWE. I'll occasionally flick through War or SmackDown, but yeah, just to throw that out there. In case people are wondering like why I don't know any of this shit. <laughs> so the NXT heavyweight championship match of Tommaso Ciampa retaining against Alistair Black in a fucking brilliant little match and not quite as good as some of the earlier stuff. Like I preferred the tag match and the yeah. Johnny Gargano Ricochet one. But Alistair Black has the best entrance theme ever. It's just I oh, fucking every time this hits, I'm just like, ding, 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 ding. I like turn on my speakers, my headphones blast it and stuff. I like it's the, the fact that when entrance. he was in the rumble as well, they're a bit like, quick, we'll try and get him some sort of that entrance. We'll just wait and we'll pan up him. We'll give him a proper entrance during a rumble. But it's case of, but he can't have his vampire chair just set him up. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be difficult with that tiny little entrance ramp they had for the rumble. We'll get to that though. But exactly. So Champ is. Glitch- gold entrance now with the music is amazing like really really cool to see he's got like music and an entrance now um the second uh angel's wings gets it done for him i don't know what it, he calls oh, it oh, is it like the fairy tale ending fairy tale ending yeah. the move okay so fairy tale ending the angel's wings <laughs> for the one two three <laughs> two of them uh winner champer retaining slow build brutal match lost the crowd a little bit but really really good i adored it i really like um champer as a heel i love both these dudes e- even when sort of we saw um Chumper at Progress when he yeah. took on Zach at the uh, we're going to need a bigger room again it's just Psycho Killer is such a good thing but Psycho I w- Killer <laughs> I guess I say I would say sorry as a controversial comment <laughs> yes. similar to Chris Hero I don't think Gargano and Champa will ever make it to the main roster. Uh, maybe. Uh, I think uh, Champa will. I think he's scary enough. They need some heels at the moment. They've got lots of kind of like faces <laughs> and a few heels at the moment. But no one's ever like fully fucking evil, yeah. you know? I think Champa could be that character for them. But uh, we'll see that. So Gargano comes out at the end of the match and stands with Champa on the stage, both with their championships. Kind of cool. Obviously, there's a uh, post uh, post event kind of melee, but setting up the halftime show for the yeah, halftime heat. Super Bowl yeah. thing, halftime heat. And uh, yeah, this could be fun. But it was okay. Not a bad NXT show. You know, not the best NXT show ever, but a good solid. This thing, if, if that had been a WWE pay-per-view, everyone would be like, this is the best pay-per-view ever. But because NXT yeah. has knocks it out of the park every time, when NXT have a really good show, they're like, uh, uh, didn't go off a of war games. Yeah, uh, Didn't true. go off a of cage. It's like, Oh, it's just five very good wrestling matches. I said the two I've seen start to finish were very good. I said Ricochet was a bit spot festy. Um, Cassono, Matt Riddle, I didn't bother. Okay, that's fair enough. I like I, I love Chris Hero. I think he's great, yeah. but uh, but his time's passed. Unless they put him with Cesaro in the future, that's him in NXT forever. I, I think so. I think he's going to be that kind of uh, that and like trainer, gatekeeper. I think. You know? yeah, yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? Um, uh, let's talk about this Phoenix crowd a little bit. So they, they yeah, go on. Just say what you want to say. I could feel it coming. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't give a shit. It felt like it. Who pays? Like, think about it. Well, how much money do you pay? Yeah. But WWE, how much are you paying? Like, a couple of hundred quid at least for well, a Rumble? I mean, t- for Rumble, you're probably looking like $500. You think it's a lot of money. You take, you know, you and your two kids or whatever it may be. Like, that's that's a lot of fucking money to yeah. sit in that front section. And you spend four hours going, <laughs> like just chilling in the front. It seems so weird to me. Yeah, it's it's... They didn't seem to care, and I think it hit the event. And I think this is true of a lot of wrestling cards in general. Yeah, a crowd really does play a part in it because if they're hot and they explode everywhere, bad choice of words, but <laughs> <laughs> I think you go away with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it really hit. I mean, it hit NXT because they weren't as into it. Yeah. And it certainly hit the Rumble. Yeah, for sure. So, real... Blah, I can't say that. The Royal Rumble pre-show. Let's quickly go through it. It's a stupid fucking tag match at the beginning. Oh, fucking it. Hell. Uh, for fuck's sake, what is going on with Naka's red jumpsuit? Like uh, He's basically cosplay Kane. It's so weird. What is Nakamura doing? Like I, I tweeted about this, but the, one of the greatest all-time wrestlers and charismatic like gods of pro wrestling. They've got on a pre-show for the Royal Rumble wearing a red and black jumpsuit. It's like... I watched. What la- have they done? I watched last year's Rumble before this one, and I'd completely forgotten that Nakamura won the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, "What the fuck?" Not good. That did him. You know? Oh like- Jesus Christ! <laughs> and like, as you you sent me a message earlier, as we've seen, like Kenta's apparently after his release, and it's been granted, and now Nakamura's dropped the belt uh, truth. So hopefully, yeah, lots of rumors. Yeah, which mm. is brilliant because it keeps things interesting across our the promotions we want to watch. It's certainly an interesting time right now. There's lots of kind of talent grabbing going on. Yeah, you know, it's like anyone that's free agent is being signed up and snapped up by either ROH, WWE, New Japan, AEW. They're all fighting for all this talent, it's, which it's is good. so good for the boys. Great the time for the boys, you know. Like everyone's going to make a lot of good money. Hopefully, like yeah. be able to negotiate their contracts. Like, uh, and somewhere Dixie Carter's going. Oh, I could be part of this. No, Dixie. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Nakamura wins the US strap off Rusev in a bullshit Lana centric, taking off her shoes, waving them in the air. Finish. It's it's fucking weird. But it all became apparent why this happened. Why? Because Lana, obviously later in the Rumble, can't compete. The reason why they did this, this oh, was set up for the Rumble. Oh, right, okay. So yeah, yeah. at the time I was watching, it's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, obviously, they can't have Truth beat Rusev for a belt. They need to keep on a face. Rusev, I think, is going to go on different <sighs> things. The logic of like, oh, we'll use Nakamura as the one-day transitional champion. I'm like, fuck off. You wait till Nia Jax beats Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into the main show. So for all of this, we've been at Chase for, no, for the big show, for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I can't believe you skipped over the Cruiserweight match. Uh, is that in the pre-show? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't even write it down. I cared that little for it. So basically, Buddy Murphy retained over Kenta, Akira Tozawa, and someone else. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. Did you see my pitch for 205 Live on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> What we need to do, I'll, ask, I'll put this on the pod because I think it's a fucking genius idea. So we make it a complete shoot. Okay, <laughs> Everyone has to actually fight each other on 205 Live. Jack Gallagher would win. Uh, which one? Oh, to be fair, yeah, he's got MMA history. There's a few guys on there who've got a decent martial arts history and stuff. Yeah. But you're not allowed to punch, okay? You're not allowed to do takedown either. It has to be you have to flip on people. <laughs> like, so like the UFC in a ring and all you can do is like pro wrestling flips, I think it'd be the best thing ever. <laughs> So many Ford roll wheel kicks would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? It'd be insane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, who cares? So let's jump onto the main show. So we're at Chase Field, Phoenix, Arizona, 48,198 plus. Did you get a final number for this show? I didn't. The, the, uh, the 48,000 was what I, what I had written down. Okay. I, I was more a case of, I think this event highlights why big wrestling shows don't work in baseball stadiums. Maybe. Um, I, I like the layout and I like the curved entrance ramp. I didn't like the little steps up because I thought Tyson, it was definitely stacking that. <laughs> I saw Americans tweeting like, oh, it's kind of cool the guys coming out of the dugout because they used to see yeah. us where they're coming from. Uh, they used to seeing baseball players coming out of the dugout to play or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, you know, imagine them walking out the main entrance of Wembley for us. It'd be quite a significant moment. For us, it looked silly doing the whole stepping yeah. up and then the tiny little kind of knee height screens behind them. I was like, <laughs> what is this? Seems weird. But 
Uh, I think it was a novelty for an Americans. Yeah, no. An Americans? Americans. It was a different presentation. Yeah. And it also gave them enough scope for having the panning camera show their 3D graphics. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought they made up for the lack of stage with the 3D graphics and yeah. such. Like, some of them work really well. Like, the ones that stood out for me, Seth Rollins, because yeah. it's got actual fire coming out of the... Uh, not actual fire, but <laughs> like CG fire. So when it pans down, it just looks like there's flames coming out the bo- top of the camera, which yeah. is kind of cool. And uh, the New Day as well, they're big, kind of like unicorn-centric rainbow yeah. colours going over the entrance. Well, I thought that looked really good. Ember Moons was quite good. Which one was well. That was her big, that was her, like, big orange like moon, as it's, like just panned around. I was like, oh, oh that's really smart. Nice. Nice, That's cool. Really nice. so they, they made up for a lot of the lack of staging with these 3D graphics. I yeah. thought it looked really cool. And certainly helps from not spending any money on pyro because yeah. they just do it in their production truck and it's done. Absolutely, yeah. Right. That's a fair point, actually. So I, I don't know about you, but I thought the stadium looked amazing. Uh, there's a lack of atmosphere for sure during the show, but the actual just the, the size of it and the fact that it's the weird triangle shape of the stadium and mm. the square ring doesn't make any sense. You but get I liked people, it. Yeah, but you get people sitting a long fucking way from the ring. I'd be pissed if I was in that far corner. But you know? the thing is that you get that at Mania. When, you, when they were like AT&T, yeah. um, you had people who were like this 100,000 seat stadium sat mm-hmm. right at the back and you're just watching it on a big screen. I know we've said this before about if we were to go to a Mania, I wouldn't pay for like a $50 ticket and fly all the way yeah. there to watch it on a big screen. I can watch that in, in, my, in my own home. You, you pay the good money so you can actually see the in-ring action. You get the credit cards and out. And hear John Cena it, calling spots. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to do it in Wembley or whatever, I'd have whatever tickets going. Yeah. You know, if it's a local show for us. But if we're going to fucking Phoenix or New York or whatever, like... You're already spending a lot of money, so you might, you're, all, you're in debt. You might as well be in debt properly. I, I'm going to bankrupt myself <laughs> getting like decent tickets if we could well it, I, rumor is it's going to be in indianapolis next year so okay it's an interesting place to go mm. uh yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah this stadium's fucking humongous and it's, it's it's they did a quite a good job of dealing with what they had I guess yeah. the best way to put it. And it was nice as well that, uh, you know, we, we crapped a bit over the pre-show, but it was nice that most people had started filtering in before the matches started. So they had the hour of build-up, then they had their three matches. Yeah. And people had got to do it. They've learned a lesson from that SummerSlam, I think, when Miz was on the pre-show and performed about 12 people in the crowd. Oh, that was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, where well, they couldn't get people into yeah. Sun Life Stadium. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was bad, that was. That was really bad. <laughs> what did it be like? He went to, like, pop the crowd and there was literally no one in yeah. front of him <laughs> two guys in the front row were like yeah Miz go on hi Miz <laughs> we're here <laughs> oh it's fucking hilarious um, this is the first time the entranceway has got live fans directly behind yeah. the camera I think since Wrestlemania 14 yep that's it do you remember it. the Boston one where they came out and they had the DX band Bad, there the, the, DX band <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, I don't know it looked really interest, interesting to me like I hated it when I first saw it I was like oh that's not what I'm used to no I, I loved slowly, it since you really enclosed yeah slowly I started to get used to it and like this felt like exciting and also from maximising space because like most of the time they've got the curtain behind they've got to cut off a lot of the seats they're like right we want to make this look full we want to do this so while the f- brilliant venue Wrong fans, I'd say. For this. <laughs> I mean, I was. Thinking Can you imagine about... this in New York? Oh, it'd be so much better. Yeah, uh, anywhere, but bloody Phoenix. Sorry. <laughs> like, you know, hey, Saskatchewan would be a great job <laughs> as well. Canadians are passionate, though. Yeah, at least, exactly. You know? Whatever. Saskatchewan isn't Canada, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, I was thinking, surely you'd, if there wasn't all the other bullshit going on at the time WrestleMania happens, right? Surely you'd prefer to get tickets to a Rumble than a mania oh i would rumble at least you know you're going to get to see lots and lots of wrestlers doing something rather than a multiple battle royals on a pre-show yeah 
and they tried to make it more Mania-esque, so similar to like SummerSlam, they had all the access stuff, and obviously they had this World's Collide tournament Apparently well. they're doing that for like the big four pay-per-views now, yeah. which I think is quite a good idea. Yeah, it's a nice idea to do, but I think that, I mean, Mania's Mania. I think, yeah. and But that's unfortunately how WWE book it, as you said. So, for quality of in-ring, you'd probably go for Rumble. For the atmosphere and it's a WrestleMania, you pay Mania, because we know that WrestleMania isn't booked for the wrestling fans. I guess it depends on which city it's in a lot as well. Yeah. I think if you're in Las Vegas or New York or Chicago or something, it would be a hell of a lot of fun, no matter whatever show it is, you know? Fucking Isle of Wight, meaning we can't go to All In. <laughs> Double or nothing. Fuck's sake. <laughs> we were going to have a East Coast holiday. Don't blame me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the Isle of Wight. <laughs> Instead of all in in Chicago, is it Chicago? No, it's Las Vegas. Las Vegas it? for Grand, double or yeah. nothing. Yeah. God, we should be there anyway. So the first match of this WWE Raw Rumble 2019 is the SmackDown Women's Championship match of Asuka versus Becky. Now, because we've got a big rumble to go through, let's just go straight to the finish here, okay? So Asuka defends her championship versus Becky Lynch. The finish is basically a cattle mutilation style Asuka lock, yeah. which I popped like fucking crazy for when she locked flipped over. Man, didn't she? Like, oh, that's fucking gangster. Like, it feels like dragging it up. Going, Have you ever thought about just like, you know, just flipping it over to do it? It looks so good. I mean, I was pissed that this was the first match and Becky Lynch is in the first match of the night. Like, along the lines of, would Austin be in the first match? Would Flair be in the first match? Would would Hogan, you know? Of course they fucking wouldn't. It's the opening match of the night. But again, there's reason behind it. Exactly, yeah. They, they definitely made up for this later in the night. And also, the whole concept, as we'll get to later, is Vince McMahon was like, no one remembers! What? what, the opening match? Yeah, no one remembers what happened earlier in the night. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, as good as a finishing move it was for Oscar, do you think that Becky should have lost clean? Do you think there should have been something shoddy? The, the she way, certainly shouldn't have tapped. Yeah, she should well, have passed out Austin style. The way, I kind of agree with that actually, but the way they did it, they built it up so well. Oscar looks so good and so putting yeah. so much pain on Becky Lynch that the tap made a lot of sense. It was like it's just come to that point which you just can't take anymore. Yeah. And they've got to the point where they've managed to get. I mean, it's taken again another twelve months to go. Oh, she Oscar's won the female rumble. Great. What are we gonna do with her? Job her out to Charlotte because you know it's Charlotte, isn't it? Fuck you, Vince. Charlotte is fucking good though. She is, but it doesn't mean that she's got involved in every main event because it's Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah, if she if she wriggles her way into that Ronda oh, Becky Lynch match, oh, she's in it. She's gonna be in it. It's <laughs> infuriating. <laughs> they should do ask for Charlotte it, too. Charlotte Lynch. Yeah. Uh, Char- no, Charlotte. Lynch, Charlotte. Sorry. Charlotte. Um, I was thinking um, Bliss, Charlotte, and Oscar. Yeah, possibly. Because it gets all three girls up there. You get a good triple threat match early on in the night, you know. But I think you'll end up with three women's matches. I think you'll have both belts. I wonder why they've got time for uh, it. <laughs> of course they do. They haven't got a real main event. They've got to fit in a five-minute Kid Rock section. <laughs> well, because Becky and Ronda will be in the main event, the closing match, so that's definitely oh, a match. Oh, God, I hope they do. I hope they do. I think we all hope that this is the main event. Well, this is what we said in the prequel, wasn't it? We said it would be triple threat. Yeah. Um, originally, we said it would be Ch- Charlotte versus Rousey. Well, these are my predictions. Charlotte, Rousey, and they'd have Becky Asuka. The fact that we'd have the women headlining because they've got no one else who can do it. Yeah. Yay. Well, we'll get to it. I mean, Brock Seth. Yay. That's the only one that has the chance of being in the main event. Great. And we'll see Brock just be pissed off. (laughs) I watched the WWE 24 after the Rumble. Yeah. um, And the first scene of that is Brock basically walks back off a bit of Roman Reigns at Mania last year and just launches the belt of Vince and walks through. I saw that. Absolutely brilliant. Weird moment. I don't know whether that's that's kayfabe or not. I think that's... Okay, Brock, we need you to sign for some extra days. Fucking hell, I just want to leave. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't put Reigns over. Not yet. 
So this women's match was generally really, really good. I really enjoyed it. The last 10 minutes had me slowly leaning in towards my TV, getting on the edge of my seat like, is she going to do it? Are they going to do it? Like, Becky can't lose. She can't fucking lose. (laughs) Because at this stage, I was like, well, Becky's going to win. Rousey's going to win, Charlotte's going to win the Rumble and challenge them both. And yeah. that's actually going to weasel That's how we all thought in. it was going to happen. Yeah. At this point, I've written down my thoughts because so I was like, I think I know what's going to happen after seeing this finish. But uh, Lynch needed that win to keep her push going is what I really, really thought at the time. The ending sequences were just incredible. The finish, uh, like I didn't want Becky to tap, but it's so cool, so strong looking, just over as fuck. She had to tap rather than she tapped for the sake of the storyline almost yeah it's what it felt like watching it live um i don't know i think that's fair enough becky's protecting she's going to be over regardless Asuka needed the win to keep her looking strong going into it because yeah. then outside of the charlotte rousey lynch trio how who else are you going to have looking strong so at least by doing this the more i think about it i'm like well you need to keep Asuka strong so on smackdown they've got someone yeah. To keep at that level and have a top level women's match at Mania. If all these top level women are jumping to Raw, which is what it seems to be the case at this point, what's, what's the show is Bliss on? Bliss is on Raw. It's on Raw as well. So she'll be over on SmackDown. Because Bliss versus Asuka could be quite good. I was thinking that has a lot of potential. Yeah. It could be that's, really, really good. That's what will happen if they go triple threat. Yeah. I thought Bliss, uh, when she came in the Rumble and stuff later, looked a little um, timid. Well, it's her first in ring back after a few months out, wasn't it? After the concussion. Yeah. Like, almost like. She's very conscious that something's wrong still. Yeah. I I guess, again, the payday and Mania season anyway, if you're out mm. for another three months, you're done. You're not in a storyline. You're not leading up to Mania. You'll be an afterthought. And then yeah. you've got the fallout after Mania where you have lots of call-ups. So I wonder if that was playing on mind. And also, she's competing against Becky Lynch, who's come out of nowhere. Although we've all known Becky Lynch is excellent. To WWE, it appears she's come out of nowhere. Mm. Um, they've got Nia Jax challenging the men and going for the tag belts. Where does Bliss stand almost? Yeah, exactly. What's she going to do? Because she's not going to win the belts of Mickey James. Because apart from Charlotte and maybe Asuka on NXT and stuff, she's the one they put over strong for years and years and yeah, years. Yeah, she's been pushed really well. And you can tell why. She's fucking gorgeous. She's great on the mic. She's really solid in the ring. She's top three on the mic in the whole company. Yeah, and she's a tiny, plucky little yeah. underdog character or a fucking great established heel. Like, there's so much you can do with her, man. <laughs> careful now <laughs> so got the smackdown tag team championship up next of debar of sheamus and cesaro versus shaman man and the miz and as you've put it on your twitter what's the point in creating such a great heel to fucking team it up mom mom look at me i've just won the tag belts and i've just turned our great best heel into the top little baby face oh dad i just want your approval unless they link this into well why hasn't vince given shane the approval <laughs> for winning a tag belt you know when he's booked himself to win it that'd be me like that'd be like me going i'll tell you what mr wicked you know what we should do we should win the tag belts what do you mean i'm retired i just won't bump <laughs> oh, in fairness, though, i mean they bump to be fair oh, it's actually Mac really bumped. good yeah i mean the thing is shane is really good in the ring it's quite oh, well, no, careful now. Sorry, he's, shane's, he's shane's really reasonable. good in the ring for a man who's had no training and his man is late 40s okay <laughs> those punches jesus christ i mean his punches are I shit. better pun- his punches, punches than that <laughs> i've never been trained <laughs> i've got to be really careful what i say knowing full well that we don't edit this now but i'm um, like i know some other people whose punches are shit <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> they look uh, that good uh, uh, <laughs> shame <laughs> man looks like a starring <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i 
I hate wrestling so much. This finish pissed me off. But I could, I, I could. I've got it. the chat up, but my my feed was Shane McMahon locking in a fucking triangle. What am I watching? Ah, it's just this weird faux MMA bullshit he's trying to pull out against Sheamus and Cesaro, the people that have gone over everyone for like three years straight and look like fucking He-Man compared to this fat old dude. Can they do a shooting star press though? Because Brock Lesnar can't. For fuck's sake. (laughs) So Miz misses his cue and takes forever to get in the ring when this finish. Um, He shoves Cesaro in front of Sheamus' big boot saving Shane McMahon skull crushing finale to Sheamus Shane awful o- finisher yeah it's not great Shane O'Mac does the shooting star press to Cesaro as you said for the one two three and new Smackdown tag team champions the face Miz and face Shane McMahon fuck off <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> go fuck yourselves um, the, the only thing I can see here is that they're basically going right Dragon's going to be doing something different at Mania unless they're going to go with as we said again in the prequel episode face brian versus heel miz and they just could go and try and do the most bizarre switcheroo of face miz who loves hollywood and loves all the money against eco-friendly <laughs> dragon who by the way i don't even seen some of the shots from smackdown Bro- dragon's I've new belt it, yeah oh it's so good the wooden hemp belt <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking beautiful yeah absolutely outstanding so um we'll get onto it a little bit later when we'll actually list dragon and aj's match but why am i meant to boo dragon like da- Brian Danielson, I don't get it. Daniel Bryan, whatever, because like, he doesn't like the burger. Because <laughs> he's made some life choices that I I don't take myself. Like because he loves the straight edge society, <laughs> but with meat. <laughs> so stupid. Daniel Bryan will do all the drugs in the <laughs> world. Got but Daniel Bryan on your roster, the most fucking overdue ever for like a good ten year period. I wonder if this is just him. Because why am I pointing over here? I don't know. I'm so angry about this whole situation. <laughs> I said we'll get onto Dragon in a bit, but. On a, um, I can't remember if it was an episode of Breaking Ground that he was on when he was injured. I don't even know what that is. This is the thing where they follow like NXT guys around okay. on the network. And I think he said at one point to Sami Zayn that he's like, I mean, I know I can't come back, but I'd like to come back and be this really angry person. Like maybe he'd like do bear crawling all over the <laughs> ring and be like a forager and like really bitter at the world. And I just want to live in the woods. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe because he's come back, he's really passionate about being this dickhead eco-warrior character. And all I see every time he does things like this, I keep thinking Dave Angel from The Far Show, Daniel oh. Bryan, eco-warrior, <laughs> with a moonlight shadow playing as he walks down the ring. Yes, I love Dragon as a heel. I'm just going to call him Dragon. You know who I'm talking yeah. about, Daniel Bryan. Um, I love Dragon as a heel. His heel run ROH on, we had the big beard and the shaved yeah. head and the weird cape and stuff. Like, he was fucking excellent. <laughs> but he's too good. He's too lovable. He's just... He's, well, he's not, not a top heel. <laughs> I think... I, well, again, I wonder if this is them giving him a chance to be the top heel to then move him to be their top face and position him that way. Go in reverse. I, I because think it has to be. Because his run since he's come back has been flat. Yeah. As a face. They've ruined it at Mania having him tag with, oh, hang on, let's go full circle. Shane O'Mahon. <laughs> For fuck's sake. So, I mean, let's quickly talk about this tag match before we go on to... I think that. the whole thing of this is set up Miz versus Shane at Mania. Uh, it feels like it, doesn't it? I mean, who gives a fuck either way? But the best thing about this whole match is the one thing that I want to mention. The bar come out and they're in purple and oh, white. Yeah. Beverly Brothers colours. I won't do the whole thing. But yeah, the fact that they came out in Beverly Brothers colours, I was like, ah, oh, you're the best tag team ever. As soon as they did that, I was like, 
I think I know what Rich is going to be thinking. Beverly's. Oh, mate, it was so and- good. <laughs> if they'd have fucking started doing the whole fucking finishing stuff, like, oh, I would have been so into it. I'm so happy because I just clips, because obviously we've got the chat on here on, on my yeah. phone. It's just the life, it's just the picture of the Beverly brothers just emanating back <laughs> up through the screen <laughs> out of the corner of my eye. So, I mean, um, if... Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, fuck it. We get the idea. Yeah. So Shane and blah, 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 blah. The Royal Women's Championship match up next. So Ronda Rousey, our current champion versus look like a boss. Not really a boss anymore. But yeah. She's kind of like a boss. Uh, Sasha Banks. She's had redundancies. <laughs> she's now assistant. Like a boss. She's now assistant to the boss. Walk to the ring like a boss. Job out like a boss. <laughs> Where's Snoop Dogg this year? Not in the Hall of Fame. You ain't winning. <laughs> It's so harsh, man. She had such a good push coming in. And she'd be like, Wee! I wonder again, though, with, with Sasha, and again, she's outstanding in the ring, but she came in with all this fanfare. She came in with Bailey with all this fanfare. And yeah. True Style, WWE doesn't know what they're doing. It's the difference between being booked well and not being booked well, isn't it? Yeah. Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. Had, had Sasha Banks had Alexa Bliss's push, uh, she'd be Rousey, Becky Lynch level. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but she's also a bit hurty, and she's also a bit dangerous. It's a fair point. Yeah, absolutely. So the finish in this match is Rousey hits Piper's Pit, which she's now calling a swinging... Uh, Samoa drop thing. DVD, Samoan drop, weird yeah. combination. For the one, two, three, a bit of a kind of out of nowhere finish, especially if it's a pinfall, not a tap out with Rousey, which I thought was surprising. I think, again, they're just trying to diversify their character because they both do arm bars, Rousey and Lynch. Oh, okay, yeah, because you've got the disarmor against that. Yeah. That could be quite a nice little story going to Mania about who can... I think that should be the only story going yeah. in it. Becky Who's got the, is the man. And... Yeah, I'm yeah. the man. You're... I mean, Becky Lynch's Twitter game is already there. She's fucking great. Did you see what she posted earlier about Ronda Rousey? I see funny stuff from her all the time. What did she post? This one was about, like, um, I'm I'm not a killer Rousey. I'm actually a saviour. I came out and pretty much saved that segment you were in. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's so it's fucking brilliant, man. So, I mean, Rousey's entrance is so cool. That, I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. Ding, 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 ding. The best thing they ever did was paying for that music. Yeah. It really enhances her character well, every time. What else could, she, could have she had? It became so True. synonymous with her during the, her UFC run. Absolutely, man. Uh, I thought Sasha's gear was fucking amazing. Yeah, she, she has, has this, some like, great fiery, outfits, sparkly, kind of like white on gold red thing going. Like, fuck, she looked like a superstar coming yeah. out for this match. Like, And that's the thing with Banks. She always looks like wrestler she looks something special she'll always go for the bright colors but they won't look garish it won't be like oh who's that flamboyant thing it's not like when candice LeRae came out wearing what i thought was like night pajamas okay even though that was a tip to um nick's null yeah as i had to say yeah i yeah. thought you might realize that cool well um, played but yeah she looks she always looks like a star she presents herself like a star yeah but she's going up against ronda rousey who up until mania will be their cash cow till she leaves the has a family allegedly if she does yeah who knows man uh rousey comes out wearing golden knight colors like i don't know if you know the ice yeah. hockey team the las vegas golden yeah. knights but the white black and gold kind of a weird combination for her it's like you had colors established well yeah that too actually <laughs> but she had kind of a red plaid she Roddy basically Piper like Roddy Piper. Sorted. yeah i and think she changed to... it up and then changed it up again i'm like no 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 stick with the colors yeah. that you had like we want to know who you are every time like i know it's ronda rousey blah 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 yeah. but but piper gave her his blessing to use like the name jacket so keep to your link and it's a good thing connecting wrestling to mainstream audiences yeah as well. totally totally there's a couple of really cool moments in the match so rousey uses bank's love of eddie guerrero to do the three amigos to her and i was like oh you fucking cunt that's <laughs> really good heel movement uh movement moves whatever you know what i'm trying to say um okay so controversial statement two commentary teams we had for the raw one and the smackdown one okay yep. i prefer 
the sound of the raw commentary team, like their voices sound more pleasant to me. So uh, Renee, Cole and Graves. But they talk a lot of bullshit. They're storytellers rather than sportscasters, aren't they? They they don't shut the fuck up. And it's constant. It's just like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it gets monotonous and you just totally tune it out after a while, I find. I've, over, especially the last couple of years, I've come to realise how good, though, Michael Cole is at trying to keep things in control as best he can. Because Graves is trying to be the Bobby Heenan, the heel commentator, so he feels that he has to put something, something witty in every, like, third or fourth sentence. And Renee's still finding her feet. But Michael Cole, people don't give him the props. Until Michael Cole's gone, it's going to be like the whole JR thing for our generation. Everyone's like, ah, I miss JR. When all of a sudden, I know, fucking Aiden English takes over as the lead commentator (laughs) on Monday Night Raw. and people had some good moments on this show, actually. uh, (laughs) But Michael Cole will come in and be like, people are like, ah, I miss Michael Cole. I won't miss him and his tattoos and his coal bunker. (laughs) Fair enough. I think um, they need to let the match breathe a little bit. Yeah, you know? I, th- I think that's down more to, again, who's in their headsets. Because you yeah, tell it in general with SmackDown. Yeah, I can see SmackDown, that, for sure. It, they've given more time to think on SmackDown, whereas Raw, I think it's just Vince McMahon spewing words at them for three hours. And they feel so... Ne- no, they need to get everything he says in. Whereas yeah. on SmackDown, I don't think he's there as much. I find it so much easier to listen to the SmackDown commentary team. Yeah. Uh, I just prefer the sound of what they're what they're saying. They give it more pauses. They they let you appreciate what's happening more. They call more of the in ring action. I find as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I much prefer the SmackDown team. Like comparing them here, like it became like watching the matches earlier in the night with the SmackDown team. You're just like, yep, this is great. I'm really enjoying the matches. There's things I don't like. Whatever, blah blah blah. But then the Raw lot come on. I'm like, oh, this is starting to get annoying. Like it wasn't just like I started to really realize they were there, which I think is a terrible thing. Yeah. That. If you if it gets annoying, and this is what we said when we looked at AAW a while ago, yeah, the in ring was really good, but the commentary just took away from everything. And I agree with you. Some of the things throughout this show, the Raw commentary team, you're like, ah, yeah. As good as you are, and you're trying to get the story over, let people work it out themselves a little bit. Yeah, especially when it comes to, like the Rumble, when you've got JBL and Lawler also in there as well. Like that became really messy at times, but. Whatever. So in this match, uh, there's a few hesitation, kind of like we're working out spots, talking to each other moments, lots of you talk too much. Uh, crowd eating up the full submission finishes, which I thought was really yep. cool towards the end. Ronda slaps on an armbar on the outside, bang tank, uh, Banks taps on the outside, but you know, she doesn't know the rules. She's a rookie. Yep. So <laughs> nice <laughs> moment, I guess. Um, shaking hands, bullshit, but Sasha isn't really having it at the end of the match. Throwing up the four for the whole horse. Yeah. women. I wonder if we're going to get something at Chamber. I wondered whether this is going to lead into Mania and we're going to have, you know, Ronda against Becky and Becky's going to have her three girls in her corner and Ronda's going to have her three girls in her corner and lead to a bunch of bullshit because they're worried they can't just tell a match. Oh, that'd be awful if they did that as well. Uh, I feel like this is where this is going. No, that this is going to be post-Mania. You this think? is going to be post-Mania. This is the slow build because the two other... I mean, Shayna Baszler can make her way into the main roster straight away and fit in perfectly. The other two cannot yeah that's not being disrespectful to them they just they they are not of the level of the main roster yet when they came at the end of that women's match the nxt show and started talking like uh, hello yes we're here the best thing they've, <laughs> the best thing they've done since they've been there was jessamine duke's uh kick during the uh, nxt match when she jumped uh, the barrier they have just ability up there. yeah undoubtedly but they have their in-ring storytelling is not to the stage where they can have this four horse women if they want to build this and ronda's around till survivor series 
brilliant. Do it at Survivor Series and have that main event. That'd be great fun. Because then four four. you've got through the Becky Ronda bits. You've got through Becky Charlotte running things wherever they go. And then you get to elevate Bailey and Banks to be in a mainstream feud yeah they've been teasing this four horsewomen against four horsewomen thing for a long time now yeah i think the, years. i think the problem is that two of the four horsewomen are excellent and the other two are not at their level yet what, so, so rousey's lot yeah okay cool <laughs> yeah. just checking yeah <laughs> like, charlotte and name. becky lynch are useless but, <laughs> <laughs> but me, <laughs> i was thinking the other two but that's okay <laughs> but shafir is fantastic <laughs> I mean, she should main event mania Baszler and Rousey could probably carry the match to their side if they had to you know eliminate yeah. the other two pretty quick and then it's like oh shit it's two on four and then Baszler and Rousey do all their MMA shit and, well it's like know. when the Hearts had their Survivor Series match with like Bruce Hart and Stephen Hart and Ed Hart <laughs> indeed <laughs> so the camera shows Paul Heyman going into Brock Lesnar's dressing room backstage looking like a sneaky like as he's doing it like he's nice fucking great acting uh, Beth Phoenix out to commentate for the women's Royal Rumble match uh, I thought she did an okay job she's, getting, distracting. Really, she's getting really good yeah, really yeah. settling nice, nicely yep. I think didn't contribute a great deal nothing I really memorised or anything like no standout moments but that's fine yeah Not I'd rather have no standout moments than god awful moments yeah, then. shut the fuck up Corey Graves that's <laughs> 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 what it is I like the dude, but I, I like the fact that him and uh, uh, Graves was picked on a lot by Renee Young and Beth Phoenix. When I mean, she was like, "Do you ever speak to Mandy Rose?" Like, <laughs> I just admire from afar. I'm gonna be honest. I love this gimmick of every time Mandy Rose comes out, he's like, "It's Mandy Rose." <laughs> I just can't stop talking about it. I think it's hilarious. I think a lot of people hate it, but like, we need Vince seems to have gone. We need to start doing more. <laughs> more yeah. of everything. If you like Mandy Rose and you think she's beautiful, say it a million times. Don't stop. You Basically, know? Graves doesn't find her attractive, but Vince in the background <laughs> going, oh. She's blonde. She's got boobies. She must be attractive. <laughs> this is my type of wrestler. I've been wondering where Alundra Blaze has been all these years. It's like, That's Mandy Rose. Alundra Blaze. Medusa. It's Mandy Rose, Vince. Medusa. Okay. How are we doing? How are we doing for time? So we've got uh, quarter two. So we've done 45 minutes. I think we can pretty much flick through this Rumble match uh, with the entrances and stuff. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I disagree. But go with me. Okay, so number one's Lacey Evans. What the fuck is that hat? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. The gimmick is half Scarlet Bordeaux, half Kyrie Sane. It just seems a bit of a mess. People seem to think she's got a lot of potential. I think she's shit. The gimmick where she was essentially like um, a sort of female infantry officer before yeah. she became sort of sailor girl. Um, I didn't like the part where she reached into her tights to pull out a tissue to mop her brow during the match. Bit weird. I was expecting some kind of Mickey James esking, and then she's gone like really non PG. <laughs> it feels like she's just kind of cramming as many gimmicks as possible, like DDP esque. Yeah. You know, bit weird. So uh, Lacey uh, cuts uh, Lacey Evans, that's her name, yeah. cuts the most generic promo of all time. In the I'm going to get you, boys. Like, trying to hide she... my accent as best I can. Yeah, like, I'm really good. I'm going to win. I'm going to be the greatest in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, okay, great. Well, so... you've been drawn number one, so statistically <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> well, saying that, a lot of number ones win it. But anyway, number two is Natty, Natty Neidhart. Uh, she has a cat. She's a cat, basically, with a strappy road warrior shoulder pad thing. <laughs> She's a cat with a strap on. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Number three's Mandy Rhodes. Corey mm, Craves Mandy Rhodes. She's hilarious. so attractive. I love Mandy Rhodes. <laughs> so this is the point where I, I was inebriated by this point, right? Second night in a row watching lots of wrestling. I'm just like, I don't give a shit about most of it as well. So uh, what if you did a 30-person rumble, but no one gets eliminated right until the end, where one person eliminates 29 people with one spot? 
Would it not be the greatest spot ever? <laughs> Basically, that'd be like the whole pile on Nia Jackson. She like explodes, and out. everyone's eliminated yeah. at one time. I think it'd be fucking hilarious. And I still have someone who can't get <laughs> over the top rope and like be just teetering there for ages. Imagine number twenty-eight and twenty-nine trying to get in the ring. They're like, "Oh, it's not much space in it." <laughs> just like yeah. squeezing in, elbow, 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 <laughs> elbow. They're gonna be fucking hilarious. And like Strowman comes out at number thirty, just like tips over the ring and pushes everyone out. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's so number four's Liv Morgan. Uh, Natty eliminates Liv Morgan straight away. Number five is Mickey James. Number six is Ember Moon. Let's fucking go, Ember Moon. I'm such a fan of this girl. I think but she's, she's now amazing. injured and out. Is for she a few really? Months. Yeah, surgery oh, on her elbow. For fuck's sake. Was it from the Bliss? I think she's been carrying elbow injury since last year. I saw That's Bliss well. put a sorry Ember or something because she did the double knees thing and like actually yeah. crushed her. I, that move was brilliant as well. Yeah, it's amazing Bliss, to see, yeah. but like, if you're going to fucking injure people doing it, then maybe not. But yeah, you're not Sasha Banks. Yeah, well, so number seven's Billy Kay. Oh, fucking hell, she is hilarious. It is brilliant. I'm waiting for my friend. <laughs> she is a superstar. We need to yeah. give this girl. Well, and I, her friend. I think her and Peyton Roy should win the tag belts. Oh, they have to, don't yeah. they? Without a shadow of a doubt. They're so funny. They're excellent. Uh, so she puts on the brakes, won't go in the ring. She says she's waiting for Peyton. Uh, eight, number eight is Nikki fucking Cross. Holy shit. She's come out of nowhere to be like this superstar almost, you know? <laughs> I mean, she owns her character, doesn't she? I mean, we knew she was going to be amazing. When she ran down the ring and just launched Billy Kay. Billy Kay. It's fucking hilarious. I really, I mean, in my mind, I really want to say that like Billy Kay was like, I mean, do you want to do anything before you come down? It's like, I'll think of something. <laughs> just <laughs> launched her. So after a while, Billy Kay finally gets in the ring after picking herself up and immediately number nine's Peyton Royce comes out. I'll save you. <laughs> fucking hilarious stuff. Number 10's Tamina, who's stolen a, stolen a living for absolutely years. <laughs> Sorry, but she fucking has. She's been employed, what, 10 years at least? Yeah, but they can't fire a murderer's daughter. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, allegedly. Um, seriously, she's stolen a living, right? What's she ever done apart from the one spot with Nia last year? Hey, she last was she was whatever. Santino's girlfriend when she was uh, like a very new in the business. Oh, true, true. And, you know, I think she did something with the Usos. I mean, now they've got Nia... Why have they didn't need Tamina? Because they need the natural disasters of women's tag. Mate, if they were a tag team... But they are now. Are they actually going to do yeah, that? Yeah, they're, they're doing that for the women. They they're might, they're they in might, the elimination chamber. They might take the belts just because they're so big. No. And they, they give Nia this massive exposure. Nia versus Dean Ambrose at Mania. Happy <laughs> 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 we've got video. So uh, at this point, I start going, why is Lacey Evans still in this match? Ten people have come out, and this noob who can't fucking wrestle is still in there. Hey, Lars Sullivan was very poorly, so they need someone to push this new lot of call-ups. Dude, I started to get really worried. I was like, is she going to fucking win this? Because <laughs> like, people are saying a few times on Twitter, like, she's got all the potential in the world. Like, maybe they're going to pull a fast one and do something crazy. But to call a JR, you... Uh... You can't live off potential. You can't. Hello, Mastercard. Oh, do you accept potential? You don't. <laughs> Hi, Big Show. <laughs> no, number seven. Number seven. Number seven. Number eleven is Zia Lee, who I'd not seen before. I've seen her in the May Young Classic. I thought she was really good. Yeah, very really good. cool character. Really yeah. over. Really like personable and stuff. I uh, had Phoenix, a few little botches here and there. But Phoenix crowd definitely knew who she was. Uh, they had no fucking idea, did they? <laughs> <laughs> so Tamina eliminates Mickey James at the same time as this entrance is happening. Uh, fuck's sake, we wait ages for another elimination. There's only been one up until this point, and they do it as she's entering the ring. Like, for fuck's sake, girls, come on. Some of this throughout the Rumble as well. For example, like Natty powerbombed Charlotte just as the clock hit zero and it cut away and then mm-hmm. cut back straight away. It's like, just understand what's happening the cameras are going to pan away from the ring to see who's going to come in if you're going to do a big spot do it during the countdown or 
wait. This is certainly not the last time someone's eliminated as someone's entering the ring yep. as well, which is bad form. Very, very poor form. So I thought uh, Zaylee is a bit of a monster, but it's very botchy with Tamina especially. But I mean... Who's your dance partner? Exactly. That's where I was going with that one. So number 12 is Sarah Logan, who I remembered her name this time because she's the one I couldn't <laughs> that remember. Other, that other girl from the Riot Squad. <laughs> the one who's married to one of the War Raiders. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Raymond Rowe, I think it is. Yep. He's definitely not related to Mike Rowe, the announcer. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but it's all good. So Sarah Logan trying the to eliminate... The guy who does announcements for SmackDown on the Royal Rumble. Oh, good stuff. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a, really, Mark. there's a really cool spot. No, no, no. Like I, I appreciate your love for the industry. It's just not for me. So Sarah Logan tries to eliminate Ember, and Ember's upside down on the ropes with both legs yeah. up. And I was like, that's a fucking awesome spot. Like, taking some heat off Kofi here. But, you know. There was a lot of this, though. This is the thing I know. There noticed. was quite a lot of this Bo- rumble, wasn't Bo- Both rumbles this yeah. year. It was a case of, oh, look, everyone's trying to do fucking shenanigans. Shen- everyone's trying to do fucking shenanigans. Yeah, there's a lot of shenanigans. And there. some of them, as we've seen on the social media, should have not been allowed. Oh, fucking A. So the Iconics eliminate Nikki Cross. Boo. Yeah, but the Iconics. <laughs> yay. Yeah, they're good. True. But I love Nikki Cross. And uh, number 13, Charlotte Flair. Woo. Woo! At 13? Like, oh, not lucky for some, you know? I think when she came out at 13, I was like, oh, she's not winning then. Yeah. Because maybe she would, and like, be that's the talking point, but like, I don't know. Maybe it's just. When me. she wins a rumble, she's going to come out as number three as they'll try and parallel Ric Flair's career. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see her come out at number one, maybe next rumble and do the whole thing, you know? Yeah. But like, I, I, whatever. That's going to happen the next few years, though. Someone's going to come out one or two and win the Rumble. Yeah, it's been a while since someone's done it. Yeah. So, and someone needs to go the full distance, don't they? Um, goddamn, Charlotte looks incredible. I thought the robe, the the dark makeup she was wearing and stuff. I thought she looked like a fucking superstar. She is a superstar. Yeah, I mean, don't really get, don't get me wrong. My my, she shouldn't weasel her way into this main event. If she does, it's still going to be a banging match. But I prefer yeah. a one on one female main event. But as we said last week, every five manias I seen the main event with triple threat. Yeah, I mean, that is the tradition, isn't it, you know? So we'll see. We'll see what they do. So um, everyone fights Flair as she gets in the ring, and fi- Flair fights, fights everyone. I can't say that. It's hard to say. But I thought it was kind of cool that they put over that she was a danger. She was yeah. the threat in this. Um, and, and then Lacey Evans eliminates both the Iconics, and I start to get really fucking worried. Why <laughs> is Lacey Evans still in this match? I was upset she eliminated the Iconics, so I think they're hilarious. Yeah, they really, are the best. Really dis- oh, that's not good. So Flair eliminates Zia Lee. Fair enough. Number 14's Kai! Sane, who I fucking adore. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's awesome. Boo to this crappy pirate music, though. Go back to the old music; it's so much better. Uh, so Flair eliminates Tamina. Kyrie- so have, have they switched her again? Um, kinda. What I think it was is that for the tournament stuff, they went back to her old music. Yeah, oh, okay. and then she's been using this pirate music ever since. But pff, it's what it is. So there's an amazing moment where Flair eliminates Tamina and then Kyrie and Flair stand off in the ring. It's just literally the two fronting up for the first time ever, I think. This is the thing that then erupted on Twitter with so many people going, I really want to see this. Fuck yeah. Small, lovable Kyrie against big, dominant Charlotte. It's like perfect, easy storytelling. Yeah. Like, I keep thinking with all looking at all the other girls in the roster that they've got and stuff, Flair needs to be a heel. Yeah, she has to be. Yeah, I really think Flair should be the heel here. And Flair I don't as a face has not worked. No. Flair, when she's been heel and been like, I'm the queen, when she had like the undefeated pay-per-view run as well. And when she can control the matches and she's yeah. calling everything. Because like, she makes everyone look better. Yeah, she's fucking, she gets it. You know, she oh, knows she, what to do Hands down, she is the best women's wrestler they have. She's, she's right up there. I'd, if I'd, not the very best. Yeah, yeah. I'd say she is the best. I Who would you contest? Uh, the likes of Ember, Kyrie, you know. Lynch. 
Yeah, they're I, all right there. I I still say with t- storytelling for the whole the Oscar, sorry for fuck's the, sake. the sports entertainer aspect. Then yeah, yeah. Charlotte is the top sports. Oh, absolutely, entertainer. she gets every element of yeah. it. I'd like to see her as a strong heel. You know, I wonder if she's got any family ties and <laughs> <laughs> that we can use in storylines. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, fucking a. So Kyrie and Natty eliminate Sarah Logan after Kyrie does a massive elbow drop off the top, the most beautiful elbow drop in the business. So good. Number 15 is Maria Kanellis. What the fuck is she doing in the ring? Like, hey. I like Maria Kanellis, but the actual action she's doing in the ring, the spots and stuff are confusing. They're weird. I mean, unlucky- Lacey Evans and Maria and Flair all doing these strange kind of standoff spots and like... Unlucky Mike Bennett. I mean, because of all the people in that men's rumble, and your wife gets booked, you could see who the the uh, like the the food food chain is for uh, the the Canellis family. They've definitely got more men to book than women. Yeah, but also Mike Bennett's been on two hundred five live, done very little. Is he on two hundred five live? Yeah, now? Okay. I think it's Mike Bennett. How does he make two hundred five? He's quite big, isn't he? Uh, he's cut down. Okay. I mean, through what they say, whether or not this is true, and this is also the locker room and dirt sheets, etc. The two hundred five weight limit is shoot. So if you're not 205 of the weight limit, you can't go there. Same things like when Cedric cut all his weight to be part of it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, I've never seen the scales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they should do a live weigh-in. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. you got to fuck, dro- Buddy Murphy, you've got to drop that belt. You're not 205. So there's this weird moment where Flair and Lacey are working together a lot. And it's like, I just don't like where this is going. Like, why is Lacey Evans still in this match, dude? <laughs> so number 16 is Naomi. Uh, Naomi eliminates Mandy Rose immediately. Mandy Rose uh, tries to eliminate Naomi, but Naomi goes full Kofi Kingston on her and does a kind of like crazy spot. So Naomi jumps up the steps, huge pop. Mandy Rose and takes out her leg and the man eliminates her anyway. And you're like, ah, <laughs> you cunt. That's fucking funny. <laughs> a really, really cool moment. Uh, but fuck all that shit. Flair just eliminated Lacey Evans. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> I think you find that's woo. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Number 17, holy shit, is Candice LeRae. I was so happy to see her in the ring. Yeah, I mean, again, she's not really done much in XT recently. So no. it's nice that they're starting to utilize her. Um, and be a bit more of her own character rather than Johnny's wife. Did you watch much PWG back in the day? No. Okay, I was a big but, PWG fan. But her, she was regular her stuff on. was fantastic, they say. Obviously, yeah. her in-ring stuff is excellent. Her doing like hardcore matches and stuff, <laughs> yeah. this little tiny girl. like She used to fucking kill it. And she, was, she tagged a lot with Joey Ryan, didn't she? Yeah, world's cutest tag team. Yeah. Really, really good. <laughs> and the Young Bucks uh, super kicked her in the face with thumbtacks on their beat, on the boots. And she took that like stiff as fuck. <laughs> Just like, oh, I love her. She is right up there I think you could push her to main roster but I, I think it might be quite nice to keep her on NXT putting over younger talent and stuff like she's very yeah. capable of doing that I think it's they're definitely if one of those go up the other one will go up but as I don't think Organa will ever go up I don't think she'll ever go up yeah WWE they, they've got a lot better recently allowing couples to stay together because they went through a phase in the early 2000s where especially when they got the brand splits they were like who yeah. split yeah, they used to fuck over a lot of people. Kind yeah, of. and that's the reason, you know, why Matt Hardy and Lita end up splitting up. Oh, we'll put you on different brands. Oh, hi, Edge. Oh, well. So we're down to six women at this point. We've got Natty been in there since the start as well. So, yeah, good in a long run, Natty Nightheart, this one. It's number 18's Alicia Fox. <laughs> what a dance. <laughs> uh, it's the weirdest thing when Maria and Alicia Fox are in the ring and they're doing we're this. From- then they start dancing and all sorts of shit and commentators point out that her hat is fine I'm like well okay yeah fine cool awesome so someone eliminates Maria Canellis because we don't know what's happening because number 19 is Casey Katsuruso American Ninja Warrior winner yeah Casey someone yep 
cool, awesome. <laughs> I don't know who this is. Do you? Uh, she's a trainee at the PC. I think she's been on a few episodes of NXT, but she is there because she was the first female to either win or get the furthest in American Ninja Warrior. And they put her in the Rumble already. Well, because you can do the let's all I've done funky spots because I'm good at jumping and climbing things. Okay. It worked out okay. Well, some of the some of the spots where she was almost eliminated were mildly entertaining. Had loads of other people not done stuff before her. I, mean, I thought she was excellent. Her I've, I've never seen her before. She's absolutely tiny. Yeah, that's that's I think could work against her if you look at that. You've got likes likes of Kyrie Sane, Candice LeRae, and Alexa Bliss, all of the same height. Would but, you say? Yeah, about so. Yeah. So you wouldn't want too many on your roster. Um, but to give this you this girl surely is much smaller than all of them. I don't know the heights. She looked it to me like in the ring. She looked very small. I don't. Know, I just think you could put her in matches with Kyrie, and then Kyrie can work like a strong style, for example. Yeah, and, like, it could be really interesting while this young girl flips around her. You know, she could certainly flip. Someone? Yeah, fucking a. <laughs> So number 20 is Delina Vega in pure Vega Street Fighter cosplay, which I thought was kind of cool. And uh, number 21 is Ruby Riot, flanked by Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, who've been eliminated already in this match. Uh, like, you're not allowed to come back out. Do <laughs> you know the rules? <laughs> uh, the Riot Squad start dragging people out of the ring to beat them up kind of underneath the ring ropes. Yeah, nice so, though. Yeah, it's an all right moment, I guess. Um, Zelina Vega's hiding under the ring at this point. So, reoccurring theme. She did this last year as well. Yeah. I remember she went to the outside and it was like the last minute she came in. Uh, I thought it was quite a nice little touch. Uh, it doesn't go how I wanted it to, but... <laughs> what, did you want to go under there too? Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> so, Ruby Wright eliminates Alicia Fox. Ruby Wright eliminates Candice LeRae. Boo. Number 22 is Dana Brooke. What has she ever done? <laughs> she's flip flop more than any other wrestler on this roster, I swear. Yeah, she's the big show of women's wrestling. Isn't she? <laughs> yeah. So Ruby Wright eliminates Kyrie Sane, snapping her neck on the way down. God damn it. Be careful with each other, please. Uh, Riot Squad beat up Kyrie on the outside. And God damn it. Io Shirai is here to save the day, though. It's all fine. But you had enough time to not worry about a mate to go, here's my mask. But so she took ages. She was sitting <laughs> there going, oh, my mate's been beaten up. But just give me a second. I've got to do my little pose thing. What is it like this? Something? She does? I don't know. <laughs> it might as well just be like something going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's amazing, but the moonsault's not going to go over on the main roster. No, not at all. They need something else. You know, moonsaults have been done by giant dudes. Like, if Van Vader can do one in the 90s, your little moon, moon Shane O'Mac can do a shooting star press. Yeah, this isn't going to go over. I have a horrible feeling that Vince McMahon, racist Vince McMahon, will be like, hmm, two Japanese girls, they're a tech team. Well, they've already done it pretty much. And they? we'll dress them up as schoolgirls. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we'll do. Jesus Christ. But that's what's going to happen. If they come out in geisha gear next year, I'm going to be so fucking pissed off. <laughs> So, um, yeah, number 24 is Rhea Ripley. Really nice to see her in the show. Thought she's been brilliant since she had her NXT yep. UK run. Really impressed. Uh, the little bits I've seen, at least. Uh, Dana Brooke eliminates um, Casey. Uh, wait, her feet never actually hit the ground. This is bullshit because they fucking did, I swear. Uh, <coughs> sorry, my throat just completely went. Um, and, yeah, this Casey girl does cool shit to get back in the ring. Don't know how she does it. Just hanging over the ring post, this one, wasn't it? Yeah, and she kind of, like, climbed herself back up almost. Yeah. It was really impressive stuff. Um, double deja vu by this Casey girl to rear. I thought it was awesome as well. You know, the head scissors yeah. to the round the back, head scissors to round the back. Really, really cool shit. Number 25 is Sonia Deville. Uh, Rhea eliminates Dana. Uh, Zelina Vega pops her head out of the underneath the ring and so does Hornswoggle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now did you think this was actually Hornswoggle or 
Someone that looked like Hornswoggle. No, I, I mean, it wasn't the guy who we saw in the first ever TNA show. What was his name? Like, Puppet. Oh, Puppet the Psycho Dwarf. Yeah, yeah. no, this was definitely Hornswoggle. Was it actually him? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen him, so I wasn't sure he's like, his face no, changed a bit, obviously. Okay, I cool. think that's Good called stuff. age. <laughs> I mean... Little people can age too, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the spot. It's... I love the whole Zelina Vega hiding under the ring. I think that's funny and like, you know, she's a little plucky underdog or yeah. whatever. But Hornswoggle? Really? Yeah. It's, you know, he, he hides on the ring as I said in commentary. I mean, he was a general manager for years living under there. <laughs> Did he? Do you not I remember, remember they did the anonymous general manager thing and it turned out to be Hornswoggle Is that... <laughs> from under the ring? Dude, it didn't turn out to be Hornswoggle, did it? Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Okay, I don't remember that. So Rhea Ripley eliminates Who Vega. says the product's crap? <laughs> <laughs> number 26 is Alexa Bliss coming out. When she comes out at number 26, I'm like, she's got a chance here. Yeah, but still I thought at this stage there's going to be something. There's going to be some tomfoolery. I was going with um, historical booking. And whenever like anything's going to happen and Alexa Bliss is in it, she wins it usually. Yeah, so true. she was my pick to win this Rumble. But again, now she's had a concussion, so Vincent Mann's not going to push her because she can't be trusted. Uh, maybe so man I don't know how they see it that seems a silly way to book stuff you know I mean Ziggler got got the belt got a concussion dropped it <laughs> Ken, Ken Kennedy got injured dropped money in the bank turns out it wasn't as bad but never did anything afterwards I mean that's due partly Ken Kennedy and his drugs allegedly yeah allegedly I don't know anything about that but yeah but you get injured you aren't trusted to do the workload okay so Bliss eliminates Sonya Deville. Number 27 is Bailey. Bailey eliminates Ruby Wright and Rhea Ripley almost immediately. Number 28 is Lana is the best. Lana number one. Hey. <laughs> Heavily selling the ankle injury from earlier in the night. Well done. The setup has come full circle. Indeed. Medical staff come out and stop Lana from entering the match and take her to the back. The cameras do a good job of showing this. Well, didn't they haven't taken to the back yet, have they? Well, I didn't. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't take her to the back. They didn't take her to back oh, at all. Oh, they didn't. I take no. that back. So number 29 is Nia Jax. So she's a dick now? Yeah, she's always a dick. She's the face breaker. She was a face for not long ago. Yeah, then she punched, Be- punched Becky Lynch in the face and gave Becky Lynch a main event spot at Mania by not having them have this match. Flip-flopped her like three times in the last year. Yeah, but that's unsurprising. It's Vince McMahon booking. Yeah, I guess she's so. She's beautiful, but so, she's big. <laughs> so she attacks Lana on the way to the ring. Thank you very much. Nay, it's been in this match at this point for 55 minutes. A new women's record in a Royal Rumble. That's a reward for. We were going to turn you heel and you were going to have a run against Ronda, but then your dad sadly passed away and we don't, we can't turn you heel. So yeah, for sure. You're not going to have a title match again at Mania, so have a long run in the Rumble. I mean, she's earned it. She's been such a stalwart of this WWE division. And one of the people I would trust to be in there for the whole thing to make sure everything with the new girls is, looks after quite yeah, well. Yeah, fair point. She's probably in there going like, no, fucking get out. <laughs> Chucking bitches out of there. So. Yeah. Why is Lacey still in here? <laughs> Wait, Charlotte, get rid of that one. <laughs> so Naya eliminates Io Shirai. Naya eliminates Natty. Boo. It's funny that she gets eliminated just after they announced on commentary that she's broken the record for how long. Yep. The ref player came over and went, it's been 55 minutes. You can get out now. Go have a rest. <laughs> or, yeah, or Natty's done this going, I really want to go to catering. Have you seen the chicken then catering? <laughs> Zach Ryder's is there as well. <laughs> so number 30 comes out. And we all expect it to be Becky Lynch, but it's Carmella. No Becky Lynch in the Royal Rumble. What were you feeling at this point? Um, at this stage, I was a bit like, well, she's had her match. She'll do something. Or was, she'll, she'll come out at some point to cost someone. I didn't expect I wasn't. I was getting flashbacks to Daniel well, Bryan not well, no, being in fairness, the match. As I said on my Twitter feed, I thought she'd enter the men's Rumble. I thought she'd come in last or something shitty like 27 and 28 had been eliminated 
and oh sorry 28 and 29 been eliminated there's no one left in the ring so they're like oh my god our truths gonna win the Royal Rumble and <laughs> Becky Lynch will come down and attack him and just take the win could be cool if you kept Becky Lynch strong for the whole year with the women's strap beating Rousey at Wrestlemania etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera, um, if you kept her for a champ as a whole year like dominating everyone I could see her winning the men's Rumble next year yeah especially doing the man gimmick and everything yeah she starts to have few little feuds here and there with the likes of you know top-ish male wrestlers could get very interesting yeah. i'm mindful of time because we've now spent almost half an hour talking about the women's royal rumble have we yes oh interesting so uh <laughs> basically uh, the six women that are left in the ring is ember moon nia Jax, carmella bailey charlotte flair and alexa bliss but yes here comes becky fucking link lynch i can't speak today uh talking shit to fit finley trying to convince him to put her in the match of Do course i said i'm the irish bit. agent <laughs> northern irish bit, it's all the same uh becky uh, fucking lynch. Brexit, maybe not well maybe uh becky lynch joins the match i'm so fucking happy at this point i was like yes finally becky lynch is in here as she went down to the ring i thought the first thing they can do is have like charlotte throw her out straight away oh can you imagine <laughs> that'd be brutal uh, so they kept teasing Lynch being eliminated over and over again throughout this finish this. Uh, Bliss eliminates Ember. Bailey and Charlotte eliminate Bliss. There goes my pick. Uh, Flair eliminates Carmella. Bailey eliminated off the shoulders of Nia. I think Flair kicked her out. Wasn't sure. It was a bit of a mess. Down to Flair, Lynch, and Jax. Uh, Flair tries to put Jax out but can't hold her. A bit scary. Looked like she hurt her back a little bit on that one. A bit weird. Goes for it again. Blah, 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 blah. Lynch el- eliminates Jax from the outside of the ring. And we're down to Lynch versus Flair. As it should be. Fucking A. I was so happy these are the two they ended up coming down to. Because we all thought like there was two people that were probably going to win it. Yeah. It's one of these two. So, uh, nope. Jax shoves Lynch off the steps and Lynch sells a knee like a beast. Like, you fucking prick, Nia Jax. Get out of the way. <laughs> so, Flair in the ring, maniacally laughing at Lynch's injury. Really, really clever little spot. And Lynch starts, like, being asked by the referee, sure you can do this? And she's like, I can go. F- fight me. I can go. Fight me, back. Fight me, fucking Flair. You know, like, she's going after it. Really, really strong. Uh, Flair attacks the knee, doing everything she can to get her over, blah, 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 blah. Doing all the stuff that I was saying wrestlers don't do. Yep. You know, when Flair and Ric Flair back in the day used to wrap the knees up and then, oh, so cool. Really, really cool. Uh, Flair misses the big boot, putting her over the top rope. Lynch smacks her in the face and smacks across the world are happy as Lynch eliminates Flair. And your winner of the Women's Royal Rumble 2019 is Becky Lynch. And wasn't they, even in the fucking match. <laughs> and they go on to say on commentary. So now she can go and pick whoever she faces, the SmackDown or the Raw Women's Champion. That's so she's like, well, she's just lost to us because she's not going to do that again, is she? <laughs> Fair point. And Fair this point. is Vince McMahon booking. Oh, well, no one's going to forget. Remember, she lost to Oscar. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the Rumble? The actual match itself. Um, quite fun. There are a few too many, or oh, I've escaped, or I haven't really landed on my two feet yeah. for my liking. Nice to see the introduction of a couple of new girls who people haven't seen before. Because last year for the first one, obviously they went into the veterans. I think the only veteran they could have bought that this year to have been a surprise would have been someone like Victoria. Yeah, yeah. There was very few surprises in either Rumble. Yeah. Um, I th- but I think that's fine based on the the level of the depth of the roster they've got. They gave enough people a chance Ooh. who are established. So obviously you've got the Kyrie Sane, you've got the Io Shirai's coming up. I don't think they... I mean, if you look at their main roster female talent, I don't think there's anyone notable who was left off. Yeah. And then they're just clawing up from NXT um, and then potentially any veterans. But as they used them all last year... Yeah, fair point, fair point. So we're going to a video package for AJ and AJ Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship match. Is that what it's called nowadays? Yep. 
WWE Championship? Yep. The SmackDown belt? No, yep, the SmackDown belt. Okay, uh, SmackDown belt is yeah. the, the former blue belt. Okay, awesome. I don't care. So what the fuck is Eric Rowan doing out here? Um, Dragon accidentally kicks the ref uh, in Zaguri. Eric Rowan chokeslams AJ Styles. One, two, three, and Dragon pins AJ to retain the belt. Nice flannel shirt. Mick Foley wants Dude, his t-shirt fuck back. fuck all that shit. One Eric Rowan chokeslam is enough to keep AJ down for like 10 seconds. It takes Daniel Bryan a while to get over and pin him. Hey, Eric Rowan's been out for a long time with his injury, and now this hopefully means that Luke Harper can do something as a singles wrestler. Don't okay. put Luke Harper with Daniel Bryan. Let Luke Harper free. Free Luke Harper like we're going to free the revival. <laughs> I'm a big Luke Harper fan. I think um, he should do a full Brody gimmick. Just oh, let him that. go full Brody. Well, when he was Brody Lee on the indies. Yeah. Yeah, just do that. But doesn't that interfere with Strowman's character? Um, well, again, Strowman's interfering with Strowman's character. What do you mean? Strowman is being allegedly a bit of a dick. Right. And I think that's also not helping his push. Rightfully so, yeah. in my opinion. He's sitting in this position where he should be the top guy, and he's fucking not. Well, no, it's it's his attitude apparently. I'd be pissed if I was him. Yeah, but <laughs> you know the old boys. You haven't paid your dues. Or other religions. So stupid. So fucking stupid. You've got this guy as absolutely primed to be the biggest fucking star in the world. But what's happened, we'll to, him re- what's happened to him recently? What has happened to him He's recently? He's been injured. Okay. But yeah, I was worried that they brought him back for this rumble. He's been injured. When he wasn't healthy. Oh no, he's healthy now. Doesn't look it. Well, no, it's, it's his elbow. That's all that's been injured. His elbow's Mate, been his injured. His knees look so fucked. That's when because he's, into the well, ring. he's a big bloke. It's nothing to do with his knees, but that's, that's, again, worrying. that's the same problem. Like you said, he could be a huge star for the next 10 years, but the same issue is, again, at the moment, is through what they say backstage, is Braun Strowman does not look after himself. Okay. And, again, why would Vince McMahon want to invest what How you- can he possibly know that? <laughs> Just reading stuff. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, it, bullshit stuff that everyone's like, oh, AW are going to set up, well, Cody and the Bucks are going to set their own promotion. I was like, nah, they're never going to do that. Well, they did. Oh, they're going to go with Tony Card. Oh, Dude, that's just... such a bullshit argument. You can't say that. <laughs> you can't say because one thing that they reported was right, everything else therefore is correct. No, I'm not saying everything else is correct, but the <laughs> fact is- I'm not saying you're wrong either. No. I'm just saying that it's like- Well, go, as you said, go, go figure. He's good on the mic. Yeah. He's good in the ring. But he's been injured, and he looks like he can't bloody walk. Why would they invest their time money and he's not looking after himself? Because he's... Strowman. Yeah, because it's going to be unfortunate. The same thing that they found with a lot of their other stars that they've pushed, and they've fucked up the push. Strowman won't, and I'm in full agreement with you that they should push this guy to the moon, because he could be monster heel, monster face. Fantastic. Yeah. But... <laughs> he's not even in this match we're talking about, but like, yeah. <laughs> you have Strowman. No, I know. Uh, it's... They they've dropped the ball with him. I understand why he's pissed off, but same same venture of if he was as good as we think he is. I don't know. It's going to sound stupid. Back, I don't think the when you see like the list of people who sell merch, he doesn't sell much merch. I mean, granted, who would want to have a T-shirt that says "Get these hands"? Exactly, but what good merch have they given for him? What good merch have they made for him? I don't think it's a case of good merch because Cena still shifts merch because he's John Cena. People, I mean, you and I would buy a wrestling t-shirt. Dude, you're cool. talking about John Cena, who's won every match he's ever been in for his existence against Brock Lesnar, who gets jobbed out to fucking, I mean, Strowman, he gets jobbed out to Brock Lesnar and yeah. likes of that. It's like, no, nah, dude, this is so stupid. I said from a business standpoint, he's not made money. He should be But they've not given money. him a chance to make money, so how's yeah. he meant to make money? Exactly, I know. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you on this. I'm just saying that from a, from a standpoint of a man who is allegedly not looking after himself, allegedly got a bit of an attitude problem and a bit big-headed for a man of his station. Yeah. 
you know, you know how Triple H is. If you're not in Triple H's camp, you're fucked. <laughs> Let's move on. Everything I fucking hate about WWE. So anyway, this crowd sucks during this Dragon AJ match. They're basically silent. Uh, for me, this is what you get when you have two people that should be faces, turning one heel and having them face each other in a giant stadium. Why should we boo Dragon? Why should we cheer AJ? I just don't get it. Well, I think this is more again to the point of the stamina of a wrestling crowd. Yeah, true. This is why they should keep their mainers and their big shows in wrestler-centric cities. Yeah. Wrestling fan-centric cities. Because Phoenix, while they were relatively all right, they never got excited for the whole night. Mm. And already, you said, if you think they filed in an hour beforehand, they've had two hours of pre-show. They've At this stage, they've had two hours of in-ring action. They're five hours into their evening. They're already going to be knackered because nothing of any real note's been there to pop them yeah these shows are way too fucking long yeah. this match seriously struggled because of that like, yeah. it's two guys I adore they're two of the best wrestlers in the world and the in-ring stuff they did was good was it I thought they were trying very hard to get the crowd involved but it just it was never going to happen for them yeah I don't know what they were trying to do really like it felt very slow like they felt like they kept trying to build and whenever the crowd would give them something they'd t- try and capitalize on it and they start to do stuff and it'll be silent suddenly yeah it's just like they it's like one of those silly little games like we do at the super quiz cup not silly little games quality games <laughs> where you have to try and get a run of things together and yeah. then you just drop off and that's what that match was like yeah strange wasn't it yeah so we've got the nxt post-show brawl recap which we talked about earlier and the super bowl the super bowl super bowl half time super bowl you're too tight just too shot billy Sorry. god damn it bring back the brawl for all <laughs> <laughs> six man tag is gonna be fun you know whatever so next up we've got the Bala lesnar video package they, they put over so hard this david versus goliath story you can see where they're going with it but it's typical when they have um a WWE Championship match or Universal Championship match in this case at the Rumble, they'll try someone new. They did it with a Marga. They've done it with Ziggler. They've done it with Bob Holly. You know, there's been all these guys over the years. So not for a second did I think Finn Balor was ever going to win this belt. No chance. But the story that they told in the ring I thought was absolutely brilliant with the little time they had. What was really nice is that Brock Lesnar gave a shit two matches in a row. Yeah. Selling? Yeah, I know. Yeah, He unusual. sold like a beast, didn't he? he? sold much more for Finn than he ever did for any other lad recently. And in fairness, so he sold for Brian. <laughs> yeah, He true, sold for Dragon. True. But yeah. I think the thing is that he thinks that, well, you know, these guys can actually wrestle. And I think he just, Paul Heyman was like, Brock, for fuck's sake, just pretend to care. <laughs> and then, and it's probably just been a case of all I've had is Braun Strowman kick me in the fucking face. Yeah. Can I just work with people who can't reach my face? Yeah, okay, we'll give you Dragon and Balor. <laughs> So Brock comes in as the champion, obviously. Uh, Bala hits the coup de grace off the top rope. Uh, goes for the pin on Lesnar. Lesnar locks in the Kimura out of nowhere from the bottom and taps out Bala with the, from the bottom Kimura, which is kind of a cool spot. Like, yep. I really love the finish. But the story really is that, um, well, Bala comes out in Arsenal red and white. I'm going to point that out. <laughs> He's a gooner lately. <laughs> Lesnar go, going uh, crotch first into the corner of the announce table. Uh, never seen that before. Really clever little <laughs> yeah, spot. Kind of ruin done. his diverticulitis. Whatever well, that's what they, they put they, that over on commentary. commentary. I thought it was a bit weird, but you know, you can see the story they're going for. Attaching, attacking his midsection seems to be his kind of weak point. As yeah, such. exactly. So if you're going to go for it and you're going to tell this story, that's the one you're going to tell. That with little hole in the Death Star. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> the giant fucking hole you can fly a spaceship in, you mean? Why have we built it with this hole? Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but in, I know we're, sort of, we're pressed for time, but I just want to say this one thing about Brock Lesnar. Yeah. People are pissed off about Brock Lesnar because he's booked so strongly. But this is what people are saying they want to book with 
like have their star attractions. They appear intermittently, and when they turn up, they run through people and turn them into a big star. Brock Lesnar is only there for the money, doesn't give a shit about the business, but at the end of the day, he's a businessman, so that's fair enough. Do you think WWE would be more beneficial if they booked other people in the way they put Brock Lesnar? Um, I see a lot of people getting frustrated that Brock isn't around, the the big champion isn't the, on the story. I think Raw's suffering because of that as well. I think um, the belt, even if it is the universal belt, has that legitimacy of that WWE World Heavyweight Championship still. Yeah. I think that's an easy way to tell stories. You know, it's I want that belt. You know, it's that simple. And if you haven't got that on your TV shows, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Um, but it's a sort of thing. Do I think other people should be booked that way? I don't know. If you've got AJ, Taker, Lesnar, Triple H, maybe the likes of Kane and stuff, all being booked like this, like they're dominant guys that can come in and have good matches when you need them to. The Rock even as well, Cena. You know, they've got a few people along those lines that are booked like these kind of part-timers, you know? But in theory, again, I like you said, like, Lesnar's the champion. So I'm the best. Why do I have to turn up and wrestle these people? There's no money on the line. The, the story works well, and it makes it more important when someone does finally beat him. It's not for me. Is it because it's Lesnar? See, if they'd done this with Strowman and he was a beast, would you be more interested? I, I, because- don't, I don't mind Brock being the guy that just turns up occasionally and has runs with the belt. It's when he's held it for like, what, two years now off and on and he's barely on TV. But that's the same with, I know we're in a different time, but that's the same when Hogan had the belt. He was very rarely on their weekly television program. He was never, it's, he was very rarely on time. Superstars and Wrestling Challenge, but it time. made it more important when Hogan had a title match. If Brock was yeah. there every week, how WWE want to put their top guys in matches, that's why a lot of people, and again, as you said, I don't think had Braun Strowman been used in promos rather than matches, having vignettes, having different things done, and then he only fought on pay-per-views, yeah. he'd be a bigger deal. But because he turns up and raw and does a lot of the hokey shit the writers give him, it's hurt him. It's, it's funny you're saying this because this is the opposite to what I'm hearing from like nearly everyone else on YouTube and stuff. Everyone's complaining that Brock isn't there and should be defending the belt and stuff. You feel the other way. I'm interested. I don't necessarily say he should. I think he should be a part of the show. Not every single week because he's a star attraction. You want the your YouTube videos to be peaks when Brock is on it because you've built a top star. And because they've built him so long, they tried it with Roman Reigns. They're like, well, everyone hates Brock Lesnar, so hopefully we'll be able to get Roman Reigns over by beating the guy everyone really hates. So they hate Reigns, but they hate him more. Yeah. And now they're hoping that will get the rub to Rollins. I, yeah. I think it works. I don't think the title needs to be on TV. I don't think a world title should ever be de- defeat, defended on free TV. I think it should be part of a storyline or a group of people trying to do it. Like, so again, it's, it's too predictable. I prefer, like, think about Foley's win on Raw when he first won the belt. But no one gives a shit about TV. But they should. Maybe they don't because they don't have the belt occasionally change hands on TV. Well, no, just, as you said, in general, <laughs> I, I wouldn't sit down and watch three hours of Raw. I same as with NXT I haven't got lots of time I will sit down and watch the matches I want to watch Yeah, I will watch a title match and I will hope at some point someone beats Brock Lesnar but as much as I like Seth Rollins as we'll get to in, in our rumble before we finish I don't care and don't believe him as a champion right whereas Brock Lesnar is that that boss in a computer game he's like always there you've got to use all your lives to try and beat would you not watch Raw if the champ's storylines were on Raw <laughs> I think the chase is more important than going after the champ. So the the build up of the face to beat the heel champion is more important. 
But I think if if, if Les okay. was if Les was face, this would not work at all. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. <laughs> You've totally lost me. What? Well, no, I'm saying Lesnar is a heel, yeah. not being on TV, as to his character. Because right. he's a dick who doesn't give a shit and doesn't turn up. Yeah. And it works well. And he's a marquee attraction. Yeah. If he was a face, this wouldn't work. Yeah. But I'm he sa- has to be heel. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is that my only interest now is watching who can beat Brock for the title. Okay. And I want someone to beat Brock for the title. <laughs> Right. Because he's not but, there every week. Because he was there every week and he was wrestling every week, he'd get boring. Yeah. I mean, Brock is boring now because he doesn't give a shit and he does 10 suplexes and leaves. I mean, think about when Austin was champ, 98, right? He's on Raw every week. He's yeah, barely but it's, wrestling. But, but it's, a, it's a different time for a... As you said, it's a different time for an audience. It was more risque. It was very, very much storyline-driven rather than wrestling-driven. Now we're in a world where we watch a lot of wrestling and athletes. We still want storytelling. But... Is that not a problem, what you just described, that they don't have the stories because the guy isn't on TV? Well, it's, that's just they don't have the stories full stop, regardless if anyone's on TV or not. Other than Bro- outside of Brock Lesnar not being there, tell me some compelling stories WWE have had in the last three years. I don't watch it. That's a difficult thing for me well, to do. But that, that's because you don't watch it yeah. because there is not compelling stories. But the point being that the, the top of the card should be the WWE champion or the universal champion in this case. On right? pay-per-views it should be, yeah. So if that main focal point hasn't got storytelling developed around it surely that's a problem but they do still have this with Heyman with promos and vignettes telling it in a different way I don't think we're going to agree on it I mean I don't disagree with you I'm all playing devil's advocate in that I'm just reporting what other people I've yeah. heard them saying and such but like I like the guys coming in as one time superstars and stuff like as rare appearances I, that doesn't um, work for me just a what turning up for one odd matches. Didn't you just say you wanted more people to be booked like that? No, I wanted more people to be booked on pay per views. I want Brock Lesnar to work twelve dates a year and defend okay. his belt. I don't want Brock Lesnar to work every single Raw, SmackDown, and main event. Okay, because it keeps him <laughs> interesting. I've lost the argument a little bit, but it doesn't matter. So J- JBL and uh, Peter Farr come out on commentary for the Rumble. Which one? <laughs> law, law one. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are these two dickheads doing on commentary here? Um, well, Lesnar's probably, I'm um, sorry, JBL is probably doing his like, a, am I going in the Hall of Fame this year? Oh, am I fucking... going in the Hall of Fame this year? What a pair of cunts to suddenly come out and commentate on this. <laughs> so we're into the Men's Royal Rumble match. Uh, we're well long at this point, so let's quickly flick through it. Elias is fucking hilarious at the beginning, the bits with Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett and everything. Excellent. That was a nice surprise. I did not see that coming. Yep. Yeah, uh, cuts this fucking amazing line where he goes I should take a picture of this and send it to the Diamondbacks as they've never seen this many people in this stadium yeah. <laughs> I was like that's <laughs> fucking great uh, so J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T full double J gimmick comes out absolutely fucking loved it the second best thing double Jarrett double J's ever done this spot what's the best thing that AWA match we watched don't remember back in the previous podcast oh when he was a young lad yeah <laughs> nice yeah sorry my fucking thing just uh, there we go uh, number three is Shinsuke Nakamura won the Rumble last year a lot of fucking good that did him uh, Angle gets eliminated really fucking quickly that was supposed to be a spot for Zack Ryder but they changed it the last minute they thought Kurt Angle would get a bigger pop really yep again how do you know that through again just reading <laughs> <laughs> okay cool <laughs> So Lula points out that a young kid at ringside is eating a pancake. Glad he's keeping an eye on the young kids at ringside. <laughs> Piece of shit. So Nakamura eliminates Angle uh, just insanely fast. Johnny Gargano, Jinder Mahal. Gargano eliminates Jinder Mahal like literally within seconds. His push is fucking dead. 
on the most recent Edge and Christian episode, they tried to retell the story of Big Show and Great Carly, and they just used Jinder Mahal with no makeup. And it was like, <laughs> massive racist. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so number eight is Samoa Joe. And I don't know about you, but I thought Joe was over as fuck. The whole place is chanting in time with his music, doing the whole like Hawaiian thing. The best thing that they've Hawaiian. done with him is let him basically beat the shit out of Paul Heyman. Yeah. Recently. Okay. And they've just let him die die death. The stuff he was doing with AJ was all right. They need to just let Samojo run for a roster. Yeah, I, I feel like he needs a push. Like he can be their now. full-time heel who works occasionally Yeah, and pay-per-views. That works for me. Why not? So uh, Kurt Hawkins comes out and his 256-match losing streak is still continuing, I see. Uh, really funny matches with him, hide- bits with him hiding under the ring. Number 10 is Seth Rollins, who is a house of fire, hits the Falcon Arrow to Gargano. Don't know if you know this, but no one kicks out the Falcon Arrow. <laughs> there are a lot of moves that people shouldn't kick out of. Hello, Mishinoku driver. <laughs> Hi, so, Taka Mishinoku. How's your wife? Uh, Elias comes out with uh, Rollins and does this double hand splot where like Elias is hanging on the outside of the ring yeah. post. And, and Rollins goes... Brushes <laughs> his yeah. hands and he falls. Like, yeah. That was really, really funny. Titus O'Neil does the spots with Hawkins under the ring. Who gives a fuck? I um, like the fact the crowd did pop for Titus O'Neil not falling over. Yeah, it ring. was a funny moment at least. I had a little giggle, but I just hate both of these dudes. I'm just like, no, nah, just fuck off. Uh, Hawkins eliminates Titus. It was pretty good. Yeah, nice Go- bit of a celebration as well. Yeah, that was funny, man. Like he finally did something positive. Yeah, <laughs> and the commentary's like, is the streak over? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Joe immediately eliminates Hawkins. I thought it was fucking hilarious. And he well. took a nasty flip over, didn't he? He Old really did. So we've got Kofi Kingston in seventeenth Rumble, Mustafa Ali, uh, Mustafa Ali eliminating Nakamura. Man, they're pushing him. He's in the chamber as well for the title. Weird, man. They're really suddenly just going like, "There's a rocket. Off you go. Strap you to it." <laughs> they pretty much did this, going, mm, "We need more diversity heading into Fox Sports." That's Hang on, like it, this guy's it? a positive Muslim. Strap him. Does feel like it, doesn't it? Until Vince He's very Ma- talented. Until Vince but... McMahon gets bored, and it's a case of hang on, hang on. He's one of them Muslims, <sighs> and it will be horrible, horrible, horrible. And that will be when I will switch off. He's got a big lack of gimmick really here. Hey, it's... he's got DJ Z's face guard as he comes. I was up. thinking he's got this kind of like dubstepy weird dance club gimmick thing like yeah Naomi wants her gimmick back <laughs> yeah it's a little bit isn't it he's a bit lost it's number 14 is Dean Ambrose Ambrose tries to eliminate Kofi and Kofi does his typical crazy spot where he's doing the whole wheelie wheelie wheelie, wheelie, wheelie. it was wheelie good not as uh, nice not as good as the last few but still fun, I, guess. I mean lot the previous years when we just put his foot on a plate of fucking pancakes was awful yeah that was bad wasn't it um, so skip ahead a little bit. No way Jose gets eliminated by Samoa Joe. Jose doesn't seem to care. Goes back to the thing dancing Goes back away. to main event and catering. <laughs> fucking weird, isn't it? Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out and looks like a fucking monster. I thought if it wasn't going to be Rollins, I thought we were going to get Drew McIntyre. Watching him in this match, I started to really think, could they pull a fast one and put this guy over? Because him versus Brock would be a hell of a fucking match. Two powerhouses. Yeah. Drew McIntyre is the... Is a Vince McMahon superstar, isn't he? Proper Huss level of wrestler at this point, yeah. you know. Uh, commentary put over the jury is responsible for Cena not being in the Rumble. Yep. Do you know what that is about? He injured him the previous week on Monday Night Raw. Ah, okay, fair. They nothing, advertise... to do, nothing to do with a movie being filmed. Nothing to do with Cena. Interesting. Because didn't they advertise Cena as the main dude for this Rumble? Wasn't they in all the fucking posters? did. Tickets hadn't sold at that stage. Yeah, they announced <laughs> it right before that he's not going to be there. Card like. subject to change. It's a bit low ball-y, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, 
Drew on his way out demolishes No Way Jose and the conga line just putting him over strong straight away beating up some of the conga line as well was a nice touch yeah and then Joe and Drew facing off in the match like Whoa. this needs to fucking happen <laughs> like don't know who's going to be faced I think it needs to be Joe well they had faced Joe against Lesnar which worked really well just being I like love a kick that. ass I saw that Joe, as well. yeah. really really good um, number seven Xavier Woods and he helps Kofi not get eliminated by doing some weird sunset flips even though Kofi outside. jumped on him <laughs> could have just got back in the flipping <laughs> ring it was strange wasn't it drew mcintyre immediately eliminates both kofi and woods as soon as they're in the ring thought that was fucking great and number 18 who i've wrestled wrestle in front of 20 people is sitting more before pete fucking done he's in a royal rumble it's so good it was amazing amazing really really cool oh boy up there doing it i saw haskins tweet about it and he said uh four years ago pete dunn told me he was going to stop wrestling and i told him this is when things start getting really good when you get to this stage <laughs> and then haskins went on to say so but i haven't watched the rumble so if you haven't won this pete you've let us both down <laughs> <laughs> nice man. very nice so number 19 is andrade who seems to have lost his other name somewhere. he has they've, they've dropped the cn almas <laughs> they should call him la sombra or something because that name is just the gangster the shadow it's like oh so badass but he's andrade rumored again through multiple wrestling websites so it could be not true he's going to be in a stable when Sin Cara comes back with him and Mysterio and Sin Cara so it's the Lucha House Party get your piñatas out boys fucking hell can you imagine how shit that would be I mean he looked like an absolute star though uh, Andrade I thought he looked amazing yeah. I think he has since he's every time I see him in the ring or on TV I'm just like this dude's a fucking star that and his whole package is Alina Vega as well it works yeah. perfectly he's a fucking good wrestler he ticks all the boxes <laughs> heel face can do everything in the ring technical high flying good for all audiences which you know WWE are always keen for having that top Hispanic star yeah. Andrade is that man and he's they a- just need to push him to the moon and Rey Mysterio as much as I not as much of a fan of Rey yeah. as I was in WCW days it's just elevated Andrade to a completely different level now. Yeah, I'd agree with that, man. I think he's absolutely amazing. Yellow tights, Bumblebee, yes! <laughs> so La Sombra and Pete Dunne run spots. Yes, please. More of this. All <laughs> absolutely day more of this. Because uh, they're currently in the ring. <coughs> Excuse me. We have Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Pete Dunne, Dean Ambrose, Andrade, Mustafa Ali, and Samoa Joe. The level of talent and Mustafa Ali insane <laughs> that whole in ring there I should be like this is a positive and a negative of WWE and I think it's going to turn out to be positive long term because you can tell this is a case of Triple H has signed all of these people yeah Vince McMahon always said he would never touch the indies this is like top indie wrestlers and they are going to prove a point that they can be these national and international superstars but it's going to take time and people need to be patient whilst waiting for all of these guys to get pushed slowly rather than just shoved up into the main event scene and then beaten by their top stars till vince goes when everyone's then going to be given a fair steady push to the top looking at it these are all the next top guys if they choose to be yeah but they really are but really as impressive. wrestling fans we need to be patient yeah absolutely i agree with you um but you got seth drew dean potentially if he stays <laughs> work and joe you know yeah it's like solid established guys already. They're upper they're definitely upper mid card. Some of those up at top of the card, upper mid card, and then the other guys which you mentioned that list. Pete are, Andrade Mustafa. Pete is gonna be on the main roster, I think, within twelve months. I Once the NXT UK brand yeah. is more established or they bin it off which I can't imagine they do now they spent money on a PC. Yeah. And they've hired, hired a bist to be a producer there. Really? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Fucking hell, okay. Yeah, Abyss and Sanjay Dutt have been hired as producers and they're trying to decide whether or not they're going to do NXT or NXT UK. I understand Sanjay, been around a long time, travelled yeah. the world, done lots of different variations Triple H, stuff. in his uh, NXT conference call after TakeOver, said that he'd never met Abyss, but all the boys seem to be really into him, so he's given well, him a chance. Fair enough. So number 20 is Apollo Crews. What the fuck have they done with this dude? He is jacked. He has all the ability in the world. He seems like the most personable man I've ever met in my life. See Bobby Lashley, Marcus Corvon, um, Ahmed Johnson. It's like they've got a young black guy that's just going to fuck him over as much as possible. Yep. So weird. Like I feel like this is a dude who could jump to AEW and be a top star. Well, e- even NXT wasn't given the opportunity to shine too much. Triple H told straight away going, your backflip moonsault isn't what we want. Try and do this like running power jack up thing. And it's like, this is shit. Housing him with Titus O'Neil, not great. This little thing they've had, they've had him oh, sort of beating down. with Titus O'Neil is like instantly yeah. like a death sentence, you know. They've had him on Raw recently sort of beating down Baron Corbin and teaming up with Cena. So they're trying to give him the rub that way. But I think it's unfortunately for Apollo too far gone. Uha Nation needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, fucking right, mate. Even back to Dragon Gate for a while. Uha Nation and Pac in Dragon Gate, yes, please. Yeah, absolutely, totally. So number 21 is Alistair Black with the coolest wrestling theme you have ever heard in your life. Uh, Alistair Black on the main roster has to happen now. He's ready to go. Yeah. Fuck it, just put him up there. He probably won't get the push that he needs to get, but fuck it, he's he's getting wasted sitting in NXT. He's done moment. all he needs to do in NXT. Yeah, totally. Even if he's going up against like Tommy, Mid-Carders Tommy, and stuff, Tommy fucking end. Tommy fucking end for the win. <laughs> Ali Black hits uh, <laughs> Blast. That's what I can call him now, Ali Black. It's Black Mass to Ambrose. Don't say that because Vince will only go. We'll call him Ali Black. <laughs> Ali Black. One word. <laughs> but eliminates Dean Ambrose like. That's a strong guy. They've just had him eliminate. Yeah, if they're planting the seeds for a punk esque storyline for Ambrose, they're doing well. Or if he's genuinely like yeah, giving yeah. his notes in WWE, like, Kurt Hawkins is going to beat him. <laughs> but they put him on Raw the next night in a segment with Rollins from what I saw. And then he lost clean. Yeah, still though. He's not going anywhere, though. Well, they announced it after Raw. They didn't announce it before Raw that he was going. They announced okay. it after Raw. Oh, well, it'd be interesting to see what happens yeah. over the next few weeks, I guess. Yeah. Not that I'm going to watch it. <laughs> so, number 22, Shelton Benjamin. What the fuck is this dude doing on the roster? Bloated much? Like, don't he's, get it. He's been on the Ico Pro. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking jacked. But, like, in new, new weird tights as well. Don't get it. Really don't get it. What's Shelton Benjamin doing here? See Apollo Clues. Yeah. It's a shame, man. It's really weird, isn't it? So, Muhammad Ali uh, eliminates Samoa Muhammad Joe. Ali? That's Mustafa what I wrote here. I put Mustafa Ali. <laughs> it translated it to Muhammad. I was like, we came back from there <laughs> to do this. So Mustafa Ali eliminates Samoa Joe. Very surprising. Apparently they're in a feud at the moment. They so. are. They've got beef. Fair enough. Number 23 is Baron Corbin. Jerry Lawler references a dog eating his own poop reference on commentary. And I'm like, yep, sounds like your commentary. Um, <laughs> Corbin eliminates Apollo well, Crews. Mine his. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yours. Yeah. <clears throat> So Corbin eliminates Apollo Crews. He's literally come into the ring two people ago. Already been eliminated by some cunt we don't like. What the fuck, man? Have you seen this dude? Can you see what I see, Vince Man? Like, so strange to me. Anyway, so number 24 is Jeff Hardy. Huge pop still. Yeah. Surprising. Weird to pink top. Yeah, doing Zeke Harling on the way to the ring. <laughs> like, what's this? Yeah, he's pretending it's delete, but really, we both know. <laughs> if, if you're going to do delete, I'm glad we've got video here. If you're going to do delete, yeah, sideways... Across you motion, not elbow in the air. This motion, <laughs> you know. There's a gif of that now somewhere. <laughs> Seriously, there's cut me out of that gif, please. There's at least two or three people in the front row just see Kyling. You're like, 
Come on, bro. Across your chest. Not up in the air. Like, that's all you need to know. Baron Corbin just joined in. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. It's like, oh, shit. No, no, no. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> so Pete Dunne and Alistair Black, uh, finger snap reset spot. Oh, so good. It's so nice to see that again as well. Really funny. Ali yeah. holding his finger like this and going, <laughs> as he does it. Like, fucking Stop hilarious watch. stuff. In the middle of a Royal Rumble as well. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Corbin eliminates Alistair Black. Boo. Drew McIntyre eliminates Pete Dunne. Kind of boo, but Drew McIntyre is awesome. 25 is Booyaka Booyaka. Rey Mysterio comes to the ring. Looking awesome. Absolutely yeah, jacked. I- looking agile. Like, God bless you, DDP and all your yoga. Yes, and it's working for me too. Good, Cheers, man. DDP. Good. I'm assuming Ray's on the old... Uh, DDPY, whatever? Yeah, he must be. I, I seem mean, to remember hearing that somewhere. He's on the best. He, they always say that on commentary, but he's definitely in the best shape of his career. Yeah, whoever's helped him fix his back, God yeah. bless you, because his back was fucked. Thank was, you for helping Andrade be realised as a top star. Yeah, the, I haven't seen any of their matches that people keep going on about, but it seems to be a big thing. Yeah, they have some really good. nice spots here. So Andre gives uh, Andrade, not Andre, gives Ray Ray a brutal looking lag bomb in the corner. I'm just like, come on, can we just take care of Ray's back at this point? Like, no, don't like a bomb him in the rumble. DDP please. Yoga's fixed him, it's fine. <laughs> so number 26 is Bobby Lashley, current IC champion. Uh, what just happens? Uh, Seth, gets, Seth gets Bobby onto the outside and then Bob just kind of jumps down and looks at his arm yeah. to eliminate himself. What? Any idea what happened here? No idea. But this led to something funny on the Twitter machine uh, yesterday. So Leo Rush has tweeted that he still thinks that Bobby Lashley is greater than Brock Lesnar. Okay. And then he uses the hashtag of the almighty. But how they spell it on the t-shirt is the all mighty, two separate words. Right. And Paul Heyman then copies the tweet and oh, sorry, quotes it and says, I've got a lot of time for Leo Rush. I think he's got a lot of potential in him. But if you're going to quote your name... Use the correct hashtag. It's even on your shirt, Leo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So what's it meant to be? Uh, he, he said almighty as in the almighty. A-L-M-I-G, yeah. yeah. Okay, but so the right. t-shirt is almighty. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> so Lashley drags Seth Rollins out of the ring and attacks him. Puts Rollins through the German announce table at ringside. Because the Spanish team were busy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And number seven is Braaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaa
<laughs> dude's got something special, man, to hold a, that guy for that long. Yeah, he's very he's impressive. Top yeah, yeah. So Strowman charges, misses, hits the ring post and to the outside, but is not eliminated. No, no. So it's number 30 is, what's up, R-Truth? Awesome. And singing out of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got to be difficult in a stadium that big to hear your music in time and everything. Like, you got to give him quite a lot of credit for being in time as he was, to be yeah. fair. Think about that sound echoing around. It's bad enough in like a small room where you can't hear yourself in the room, the uh, sounds bouncing. But, but as expected, well, we so Nia Jax has something else in mind and throws truth about as she comes out. No one allows her. To, no one says you can go. Could she do that, Joey? <laughs> you spot my spot. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so she replaces our truth at number thirty. Uh, Fit Ni- Finley didn't give her permission though, did he? No, no one did. Like to do this twice. Basically, yeah. seems a bit, uh, I don't know, a bit bullshitty. People let it out, though. Yeah. He'll get cheered. He'll get an RKO'd. Yeah. I didn't hate the, um, what do they call it, intergender stuff. I think wrestling should be intergender. See Shikara, see every other promotion in the world. Um, <laughs> Ziggler didn't hold back on his super kick. <laughs> no, fucking A. So, Nia Jax eliminates Mustafa Ali, which I guess was a bit of a surprise, but she's got to eliminate someone coming in. And we're left with Orton, Nia, and Ray in the ring. Uh, Ziggler then pops out of nowhere, super kicks her in the fucking face. Ray hits the 619, and out of nowhere, the RKO to Nia. Uh, then Ray Mysterio and Orton kind of lift her over the top rope and eliminate her. Kind of cool spot and stuff, and I'm sure there's women all around the world being, oh, it's so great. Women was in the Rumble and blah, 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 blah. Um, it seems like the wrong woman to me. Can you imagine if Braun in the Women's Rumble? Yeah, or something to that extent. It's, it's I mean, Santino won women matches and stuff. And No, I think we found that was Santino. <laughs> you know, they've done stuff like yeah. that. Oh, oh. My camera, so good. Oh, right. still in shot, right. gives a fuck. <coughs> That is what it is. So Orton eliminates Ray. Andrade eliminates Orton. We're down to Andrade, Ziggler in the ring. And then Rollins and Strowman still on the outside. I think it's kind of convenient that Nia does her spots whilst Rollins and Strowman <laughs> yep. are on the outside. Yep. Feels like that's the reason they did it. And I, I'm not a big fan of this whole thing. Guys is lying down on the outside for 10 minutes. No, but, you know, Braun, legs, Seth, been in since number 10. Yeah, true, true, true. Big finish. But I'd like to see them at least stay in the ring for these spots yeah. and stuff. You know, I'm, I don't know. I don't like this whole people being beat down on the outside. Well, I suppose, oh, we've forgotten about them because you suppose, don't forget about them. You know exactly where they are. I suppose, well, from a WWE marketing standpoint, again, just going out there how WWE sometimes think. If this Nia Jax thing had been shat all over, yeah. would you want your two big stars being pictured in the ring as part of it? Okay, I can see that. Yeah, it just feels weird. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's they made it's too matter. many. Too many, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're trying to play the the audience being stupid. You've forgotten that. The, 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 the. No, it's um, when you make uh, like leeway, they've created like too much leeway to allow Nia to come into the match. Yeah. They've had to get Rollins out. They've had to get Strowman out. They've had to do this. They've had to do that. You know what I mean? I feel like um, it's unnecessary almost. It's too set up rather than the natural feel. Yeah, I would have rather our truth coming through and got immediately eliminated and was like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, <laughs> like that's a funnier spot. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Strowman runs everyone over. Everyone gets a spot in on Strowman. Strowman eliminates Andrade. Strowman eliminates Ziggler. Super kicked by Rollins to Braun. Chokeslam from the apron to the ring by Strowman to Rollins. Looked absolutely brutal. It's the reverse hardest part of the ring. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> Strowman poses and gets booed, which I was really intrigued by. Because obviously I think the crowd wants Rollins to win yeah. at this point. Uh, fucking marks. <laughs> <laughs> Rollins tries to drag Strowman over doing the whole uh, nameless wrestler that definitely didn't name oh, existed yeah. in Big Show moment. Like I thought that was kind of cool. 
both down on the apron, the hardest part of the ring. Eventually, Rollins goes to the curb stomp on the hardest part of the ring after a bit of a struggle. And Rollins eliminates Strowman to win the Men's Royal Rumble. As the fans cheer because they can finally go home. Yeah, fucking hell, man. So Rollins celebrates and points at the WrestleMania sign quite badly. <laughs> he didn't know where it was, I don't think. I think, well, it, he also, I think he finds it cheesy because he refused during his promo on Raw. He's like, I'll only do this once. And then Triple H came out and said, yeah, thanks for pointing at the sign. Right, <laughs> so I'm assuming okay. like, I'm not pointing at the shitty sign. Because Becky had to do it earlier as well. She looked really uncomfortable. I, I just do this. <laughs> it's the sign over there I think have you seen this I've got a payday so Cole wishes us good night everybody from oh, Phoenix no. which is a bit weird but yeah. that's the way it is um, so you remember never to book another big show there because the crowd were dead they really were bad and they? I don't think that's down to the in-ring I just think that's down to one length for the event two just there was nothing really of note yeah I just don't think the fans were very up for it, to be totally honest. No. Maybe a bit blown out from the NXT before and this show being so long well, so and all the access stuff and everything else. Access in seven hours of action, let's say eight hours in a stadium. Yeah, it's a long it's time. It's a long time. I mean, even when I've been and watched NFL stuff, I'm like, fuck me. I'm just, I'll get this. Um, yeah, okay, we're done. We're done. We're done in the fourth quarter. This is great. Finished. Job done. Yeah, it does feel like that, doesn't it? It's it's very weird in that I think these big shows, if they do the big four or whatever they call them now, in these big arena-sized things, it's going to help them financially because they're just going to get loads of money coming through the door, blah, 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 blah. It's really good. I'm not so keen on the atmosphere and the length. No, it's two hours is a sweet spot for just casual viewing. Three to three and a half hours is a sweet spot for a main event. Yeah. But I think now they do Raw for three hours, they feel they can't go, well, we can't give them just what we give them for free on TV. Yeah, it's weird, isn't and it? And you know, it's nice that you go out and do a thing, but you don't need a pre-show. Just go straight into the event. Let people come in. They can come into the stadium early if you want. Have some of your access stuff there. Hmm. Maybe have some like video playing of NXT or some takeover stuff on the screens while people come in and they can watch it. But just basically keep your core event. If it's five hours long, okay, it's still quite long for my liking, but anywhere where you are somewhere for a period of your work day mm-hmm. I love wrestling but even if I was watching some of the best wrestling in the world eight hours would be too long for me to enjoy I can normally do three hours of something until I'm bored yeah absolutely man this this show was a drag and if you times. take kids kids aren't going to want to sit there for eight hours on an t- uncomfortable chair yeah true very true yeah. so I mean I love a rumble I always do I think five hours they didn't need half the matches on this card either I enjoyed the men's rumble a lot more than I enjoyed the women's. Agreed. Um, I enjoyed Lesnar and Balor much more than I enjoyed AJ and Dragon. Agreed. Um, the NXT show was better overall. Always is. Really surreal how much better it is. Two and a half hours <laughs> of decent wrestling and compelling story. Slow build and told correctly. That two and a half hours felt like such a sweet spot. Mm, yeah. It really did. With the pre-show, it felt long as well. Like I was tired by that and I was seeing other people being like, I'm worn out at this point. So to then do the rumble the next night and have seven fucking hours of it, it's like, it's too much, man. They need to cut it down. I've learned a valuable lesson about this, and it's what I was considering ahead of Mania this year. I cannot watch this and go to work the next day anymore. Because <laughs> I thought it was going to be four hours, and I thought, well, two and, and two. Half, two and a half hours sleep. If I sleep for an hour before the pre-show, maybe doze during the pre-show, watch the main show from 12. I obviously didn't doze because I was playing computer games football manager <laughs> cool well played um to try and keep myself awake for yeah. a, I can't i can't do it and i love wrestling but again as we've said and we've mentioned on previous pods before 
got different responsibilities now. I can't just go to work and then come home and be knackered. I've got to come home and be a parent. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I love wrestling and I'm going to watch WrestleMania live, but I'm definitely going to have to book some annually. I might even have to book two days off afterwards because <laughs> I think I've only just recovered now. So with all this in mind and the length of these shows, we haven't really got time to play a game, but what I thought might be fun is pick top five guys from Raw, top five guys from SmackDown, and maybe we'll talk about some women as well. Like So... On the Raw roster, who would be your top main event five guys? I would go from Raw as it stands at the moment. I'd have Brock. I'd have Seth. I'd have Drew. I'd have Balor. Brock, Seth, Drew, Balor. And one more. Uh, I mean, Braun's the obvious choice. Yeah. No. No, no, because Joe's on SmackDown. Yeah, I'll go Braun. And then for SmackDown, I'd go Dragon, AJ, Joe, and I'd have the bar. The bar as main event guys. Split them up or have them just... I'd have them factioned. Okay, interesting. Because I still think Sheamus is... I mean, both of them are fantastic in the ring. I, I just think their styles work well. And can you imagine just watching Cesaro Joe again? Yeah, I could handle that. It, it's matches and Cesaro, Brian... Let's put someone new in this conversation. Who would we have there apart from the bar who I think could potentially... I think Cesaro especially needs a little run. Well, and then in that case, if you don't have those guys, then it would be Andrade in there as top guys to push. I think he's the one. I keep coming back to Andrade and just thinking he can work with anyone. Yeah. And he's a superstar, especially if you do something damn big down in Mexico. Can you imagine? Yeah, Mexico City as well. Or mm. I mean, just go Mexico City with it. Absolutely, man. I'm trying to look down this roster quickly, just flicking through going, is there anyone else that could really use like a big push right now? And like you look at guys like Dean Ambrose, I think he's done. I think Ziggler's done. I think Elias is really, really cool. But how do you push him into a main you event stage? I don't think you can. The problem with Dean Ambrose was the Brock Lesnar feud at Mania. Yep, that absolutely. Killed, that absolutely killed him. And at that stage, Dean Ambrose just was like, what's the point? Jinder Mahal? Um, well, the tickets in India didn't sell well, so the push stopped. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens, potentially. When he's back. Yeah. He's looking good. Do you Some think of the pictures he's, you've seen. Do you think he's top five? SmackDown? Um, if he comes back on SmackDown, potentially. But I'd see more mainstream appeal for Zayn than that's, Owens. That's the other guy. Yeah. yeah. I think Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan could very, you yeah. know... I mean, I think. <laughs> I mean, th- this is the thing. Like, if you look down the SmackDown side, there's more interesting wrestlers because you know Raw. You struggled for the fifth. Yeah. SmackDown. When you look at it, I mean, I like the Bar and I like them both as wrestlers. But if you're looking for people who can put on good matches and stars outside that five, as well, you've got Andrade, you've got people. You know, you you've got Z- uh, Zayn, you've got Kevin Owens, and you're already on SmackDown. You're like, right, that's that's eight of people you consider top guys, which is a worry because. That when is it going to be that Vincent Mann goes hang on or they're being sensed when they're stacking the roster ahead of the Fox move yeah I think that's definitely on the agenda you know and they will be screwed for Ronda Rousey if all the dirt sheets are true that she wants to go off and start a family but as we didn't touch on it she can fuck off if she keeps sucking the face of that disgusting creature of her <laughs> husband at ringside <laughs> I did skip over it but I thought you'd deliver it at some point well played so um, in the same vein of things uh, if you can call up one person from NXT to, to push as like a superstar like a top guy do you think anyone has the potential to do it right now as in if they were pushed up today or in a few years like right now if you rocket strapped someone who would it be 
you had to do it like say your top four guys disappear on raw suddenly the injury or whatever the only way i would want dream there to do it is if triple h is in full control okay and they slow build him so it can't be yet because he's not in control by the scenes no so the only the only person who i could see oh fuck me sorry i keep killing your camera don't worry um the only other person is tommy end that's the black yeah. yeah yeah i think that's where i came to as well you look at all the guys that are there and all the women that are there. I as mean, well, even even Adam potential. even Adam Cole now wouldn't do it. Adam Cole would need to. He wouldn't be able to be a top star. Adam Cole needs to come up and be built slowly. He needs a year. Yeah. Adam Cole needs a year. He needs to, I think, try a face run, see how it works. Yeah. Because they always do that in NXT. They'll swap them right before they Undisputed go. Undisputed Era is going to be a face faction before the end of the year. Yeah, they're they're all really they're there. all cool. I think there's an easy split as well where Fish, uh, Roderick, and Kyle O'Reilly can go off as their own thing. Redragon. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not calling Red Dragon. Well, they're just calling Redragon. <laughs> They've redragoned them, <laughs> <laughs> which I think would really work, especially as like a foil for Face Adam Cole. Yeah, but then I think when he calls up the main roster, I think he has to be heel because I think he's a better heel in general. Yeah. Especially with the the only way the only way they would do that if they basically go all in on undisputed era and just have them as a faction and run Russia they could do yeah and take it from over like when it's, Nexus came up I think they've learned from the NWO and DX and stuff back in the day that they won't just stick with their stables no but you know it's maybe they will I mean, they need an exception now and again like I always thought well, the Shield worked well I always thought the Shield never should have been split up they should have gone off no. and done their own thing but always occasionally just come back as the Shield this is why I wish they do it with New Day let Big E go and have like a tight run and be a bit more serious I wonder whether he's beyond that point now. Uh, he's too, yeah, he's too far gone on the yeah. comedy route. Well, anyway, thank you very much for watching and listening this week. Uh, I forgot to do the bit. I can do a bit at the beginning of the pod where I was like, well, we're on live on YouTube because I realised the people that listen to it, it just sounds slightly shitter. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So, uh, yeah, subscribe on YouTube if you enjoyed this. Uh, we're, li- we're live on YouTube every Wednesday at around five o'clock. Uh, the audio will always be there on iTunes, Stitcher, all the sorts of podcast apps you use and everything like that. Uh, but you can find everything any links to is at worldofwrestlingpodcast.com you can find you on the social media at the Tex Williams lovely mine's Rich Be Thy Name that's Twitter and Instagram basically just communicate with us on Twitter is probably the best way to do yeah. it um, we're looking for some uh, um, show requests there you go forward, that's what I was looking because for because whatever we do next week is not going to be WWE no fuck that I'm done with WWE for a while I think yeah. <laughs> so if you can think over the next few days of some shows you'd like us to cover give us a shout as said Please like do. Rich said uh, comment like anything on our on social media give us some shows to if not we will pick something and we'll announce it next week what we're going to do someone late last year recommended to us one of the super j cups ah uh, yes so i was thinking we could do a super j cup next week yep sounds good if you can find it for me I will. of course i will yeah uh, that, it down it will be on the new japan's new okay. japan world because it's some new japan stuff cool well you'd hope it would be I don't know, actually. It might not be because there's all sorts of people in it, isn't it? Ooh. So we'll probably do a Super J Cup next week. We're not sure which one. I don't think we'll do the 94 one because everyone does the 94 one. It's been done a million times. I've watched it at least four or five times. We'll look for a weird one, I think. Okay. And try and find something maybe people haven't reviewed in the past Excellent. and get some real opinions. And in. then the week after that, I'd like to do some DDT. Okay, yeah, definitely. We've been talking about doing DDT since we started the pod and we've never done yes, it. Yes, please. So I watch it fairly regularly. I subscribe to the YouTube channel and look at all the crazy shit that happens there. <laughs> so. And then uh, someone sent me on a, um, a message on Twitter. Uh, they said, see progress doing these box people. Have you covered the box people? Oh, uh, big kaiju battle. Big, yeah, so yeah. maybe we'll see if we can do some of that as well. We'll definitely do some kaiju as well. Some Dr. Doctor, uh, 
cube. There you go. Doctor Cube. <laughs> Took me a second. Cool. Uh, check us out on World of Rest Pod on Twitter as well. That's probably the best place to find us. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks, guys. And Facebook, World of Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. Do that as well. Go like, subscribe. Just subscribe to YouTube. That's all that matters because we're live here every week. Hey, book Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Bye bye.